Look at this. Wow. Some nice redecorating in yeah. here. Yeah, it's n it's not really redecorating. Um, we're, as always, hemorrhaging money here at the studio. And so to keep the lights Actually. on, I'm going to um, use this space as like an antique shop. This group came through and said that we could um, share the space. And mm -hmm. so I grabbed some of the junk that's lying around here. And hopefully we make some sales too to help mm -hmm. along with collecting a little bit of money on their rent. Yeah, that makes sense. Antiques are hot right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we've really like, accumulated a lot of stuff over the last couple of podcasts. There's, it was all just really unorganized, but now at least we, we they're all on shelves. It looks yeah. nice. Hold yeah. on, I'm getting another phone call. Another? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, He's all right, on a I'll, personal call yeah. right now. Uh, I'll let him know. Another person, Steve, where do you keep leaving all these umbrellas? Another person asking for you to return their umbrella. Oh, okay. <laughs> so are you going to give it back to I'll them, I'll give Steve? it back to them, yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. They sounds... seem concerned Wait, they calling. were calling about that? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't they call me personally? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> all right. I'm getting another call. Oh, but you guys okay. look around. While, yeah. Mark, while, while Mark's taking this call, I, I'm really glad that we have this witchy-looking shop set up here with all of our stuff. Um, it feels like this stuff could be useful uh, you know, just in case anything bad happens. But I haven't heard about anything bad yeah, happening. You know? Oh, man. Have you, you haven't heard about the news? There's there's a mangler out there. Wh what? I know. Oh. It's it's crazy. We're all really concerned. People are getting mangled every night. Are That's sure terrible. Are we sure it's not the graboids? Because that was happening last time. No, no. That was last time. Oh, yeah, okay. that was we two did, weeks ago's problem. Yeah, this we, week's problem we is the, the mangler. Right. Wow. We did the tap dancing, the flash dance. We yeah, got okay. Yeah. I do remember that. Wow, a mangler. That's almost too dark for the tone of this podcast. <laughs> Um, so what do we have here that we think could take on the mangler? Because I, I figure we should really handle this situation. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Let's yeah. take a look at these shelves here. Mm -hmm. um, oh, okay. This is um, this is a Turbo Man doll from the episode we did. Oh. We can. Um, it, oh, it doesn't actually have the, the the boomerang, and it doesn't actually have the, the disc and can shoot. So I, I don't know if that'll be. Helpful. Yeah, it's one of the off-brand ones. The off-brand uh, ones. It's a shame we don't have the suit from that movie that worked, and <laughs> really you could kill a mangler with. Mm -hmm. Well, I've got this cosmic key here. Is that a weapon? Oh, it seems like key? it must be. Yeah, the cosmic key. The cosmic key. <laughs> I don't know. Unless the demon has a cosmic lock, I don't know how useful that's going to be. Right. Yeah, or yeah. like is really entranced by sort of vibey music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know what we can use? We've got this prop from Demolition Man that Sylvester Stallone's naked body frozen in ice. Oh yeah. Oh. We can just throw it at him, right? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty big. We yeah. could put it outside. The mangler might try to mangle it, and then he'll get frustrated when he can't do it. That's true. Yeah. Um, or uh, we have, um, from surviving the game, we have Gary Busey here. Yeah. Maybe hey! yeah, Gary Busey he could probably kill... take on the mangler, he don't you think? He could kill the mangler. He yeah. could definitely yeah. kill the mangler, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like a lot of this stuff is things that we've won. You really sort of took our stuff from us to put in this store. It was real awkward when I won Gary Busey. Yeah. You leave it here. Mm. Oh, that's true. How's no. Clyde doing, by the way? Uh, he's he's doing great. Probably yeah. out. He's doing so good. He's anywhere. I know exactly where he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this this life powder is empty. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Here comes Clyde right now. What is he doing with that one rubber glove? Oh, he just threw his glove on the brazier there. Wow. Why would he do that? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Everyone here, kiss this rubber rat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
welcome to What Did We Just Watch, the movie trivia quiz show podcast. Today's episode is about the 1987 comedy fantasy horror film, My Demon Lover, directed by Charlie Loventhal and starring Scott Valentine, Michelle Little, and Robert Trevor. In this movie, a homeless street musician becomes a demon when sexually aroused. I am your host, Mark Nessel, and our contestants this week are Steve Goff, playing as my Steven, Lo- Steven Lover. Hello. <laughs> uh, Mo McGee, playing as Demo Lover. Hi. And Bob Killian, playing as Fruit Bobber. That's right. <laughs> and of course, our contestants are playing for this week's mystery prize that we will reveal at the end of the show. So it's um, February, and so all this month we're going to try and do, which actually has three Thursdays in it, like or three Thursdays that hit our yeah. um, good for our February. Block. Mm-hmm. So go February. Yeah, we're going to yeah. have three. Uh, it is a leap year. Yeah, it's a leap year. Th- yeah, that's true. Three romance movies, um, starting with the remo- most romantic movie ever made, My Demon Lover. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone but um, you, Bob, have seen this movie before the yeah. podcast, right? So what were your initial thoughts? Yeah, we watched this story movie screen one time. Um, I think I looked it up on IMDb before watching it the first time and had very low expectations for this. It looked like a really bad movie, really cheesy, really just like the, the title alone, My Demon Lover, is not a great title. Um, but then, uh, yeah, against all odds, I, uh, I, I really enjoyed this movie. <laughs> I thought like the bits they committed to were really fun. Um, a lot of things could come across as cheesy and they kind of just owned it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's an easy watch. It was really fun to watch. I think. I a hundred percent agree. This, this movie plays in the, or swims in the same water as something like, uh, Tammy and the T-Rex. Yes. And I think it's better than that movie just by virtue of it having adult actors in it. Like, I think they're a little bit more talented, even though, um, you know, our lead Scott Valentine's a TV guy. And that really, really shows in this movie. (laughs) This is like a TV movie, um, but it it works. I I think for the most part, you have jokes in this movie and not all of them make sense, but all of them are funny. Um, Even when like the logistics of the demon doesn't make any sense this movie sort of succeeds in spite of that and we don't care if it makes sense right yeah, yeah. that's right <laughs> that's the quote right i wasn't on that podcast nope <laughs> that's right yeah, that's yes. yeah. i i didn't love the movie uh i think that i, I appreciate your connection to tammy and the t-rex steve because i think it, it does kind of have a similar vibe to that movie um but however i do think that the end uh, is very good in some ways it's kind of a reverse roadhouse where roadhouse really dives at the end but this movie i think really shines in the third act uh so i did really like the third act of this movie a lot more Mm -hmm. than the rest of it yeah to your point steve about it being a tv movie um this movie with pretty few exceptions like there there isn't a huge pedigree for anybody behind the camera in front of the camera really the director has four credits on imdb that i can find this is the only one that i've ever heard of and the writer um leslie ray so it is a woman writer for this is pretty much just as mainly a tv person she was one of the people who started the fresh prince of bel-air she's like a co-executive producer and a writer and everything um a lot of her credits are um 
television credits and stuff like that. So Sister, Sister, a few other like television I shows. I love that show. Yeah, mm-hmm, I figured yeah. I, I was going to say I, I kind of highlighted the ones I thought you guys would like recognize <laughs> or like. But um, and even some of the other actors, too, are mainly um, and apparently the writer is actually also an actor in this movie. I'm looking at it on IMDb. She plays Leggy Redhead. Which oh. I oh, is that, who is could that forget? Her, is that her Christian name? I guess so. Well, that's the name that, of that's the name she's credited for. Is that so. the woman that gets mangled with oh, the must balloon be at the beginning? Yeah, because yeah. she's a she is a redhead. I did notice that in the credits, uh, there were a few fun uh, like <laughs> character names in the credits, like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. It's uh, she was well, she was one of the uh, main people on the Fresh Prince, but it was she co-created the Wayne's Brothers television show. Oh. Is the big credit I think she has. But yeah, Steve Harvey show, Sister Sister, um, Hearts of Fire, the um, Full House, My Two Dads, like a lot of writing credits, as well as some like production and like um, executive production credits. So a ton of um, like uh, television stuff. But as you said, this is sort of a TV movie that has sort of a TV um, actor, sort of like um, a lot of people who didn't, um, who, who, in some cases are kind of recognizable, but for the most part aren't like didn't go on to become movie stars or didn't have a ton of other like leading roles in Hollywood or anything like that. Mostly just working actors and not a huge, uh, we'll get into it, but not a huge cast um, mm-hmm. of like no. uh, main actors either. Um, so yeah, I actually don't have a lot written before we get into the thing. So how about we get into it? Let's do yeah. it. So I kind of, I just said it before, this is not a big cast. So I'm actually going to describe the character and ask you guys for the name. There's not okay. really any last names, really. So it'll just be like first names. Okay. So um, we'll start with the one of the more obvious ones. What is the name of our main male lead? Kaz? Yep, Kaz. So obviously, or not obviously, but it comes across the... Um, screen right away. Um, kind of the big star draw of this movie is Scott Valentine, who played Nick Moore on Family Ties, and this was still at like the height of his power. Family Ties had like maybe like one or two more seasons after this was released, and um, it actually the character was so beloved and the show was so beloved that he had there were three attempted spin-offs of family ties all starring nick Ooh, so i'm going to mm-hmm. let me read the wikipedia um, paragraph about that the first starred valentine an actor herschel bernardi who i'm not familiar with called taking it home um, filming was canceled when bernardi died in 1986 oh, that's so yeah he was an older actor at the time but yeah he was he died the second spin-off placed Valentine's character in a um, friends-like environment in New York City. No... Re- pals? I don't know. No <laughs> references to that, and that's the only sentence on the Wikipedia about it. Chums. Acquaintances. Yeah. That's the, a joke on Mission Rejected, by the oh, way. So all right. Well, I guess we can't... I don't think acquaintances. I don't early, think we can use club. it then. Yeah. <laughs> Throw that out. Um, so, but then the third was a a pilot that actually did air it was a spin-off called the art of being nick um and um the one of the principal cast was a um 
a pre-Seinfeld Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Um, it came in at number two, and they still didn't pick it up. Wow. So, yeah, America at large decided that they wanted Nick less. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was the common denominator in why any of those shows didn't happen. Yeah, that's really believable to me, at least. Um, like, he, at this point, 1987, I believe all three of the spinoffs had not worked out. Since then, Scott Valentine has gone on to do a ton of, like, TV work and stuff like that. So it's not like his he went quietly into the night or anything. But uh, there were only a few uh, shots at um, some Hollywood stardom. And this actually might have been the first one. I think he had, like, two or three more attempts after this and then kind of settle into TV acting. I wonder, uh, I wonder if Kaz is short for something. If it is, it's not on the Wikipedia page. Ka- they... Kazrick? Kazimataz. Kazimin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's Kazimini. it's like a demon name. Ka- yeah. Ka- Ka- Kazathy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's his birth name, right? Yeah. I don't know. Presumably. I don't, do they go into that in the movie? That's... We only see him as a teenager. I forget if they call him Kaz in the flashback. Yeah. I think they do. I have a sneaking suspicion that Kaz no longer has access to his birth certificate. <laughs> or social security number. Yeah. If I yeah. had to guess, that's gone in that pile of trash that he was sleeping in at one point. <laughs> well, we'll get into it. For the next question, what is the name of our female lead? Denny. Yep, played by Michelle Little. Um, Also not a ton to bring up about her career. Um, She started acting, I think, like two or three years before this. This might have been her first, like, starring role. Um, And ended up retiring in the mid-90s when her first child was born. Mm. Um, Her last role was a small part in the Ron Howard-directed movie Apollo 13, which also includes her in-real-life husband, Brett Cullen, um, in the cast. Um, he's still a working actor from what I understand. Yeah, I, I looked her up because I like I liked her a lot in this movie. I yeah, felt like definitely. the character was so goofy and she just committed so well to it. Um, but I was surprised to see she hadn't had a lot other credits. I, especially if that's her first starring role. She was a great lead. Like she really commanded all the scenes that she was in. Yeah, there's two or three other um, films before this that I didn't recognize. So she might be a lead yeah. in a previous one. But this like... It's not like if this was not if this was not her first starring role would be her like second or third. It's not like there were a ton of films before this. From the next question, um, what is the name of the character who plays the mangler? Uh, Chucky. Yep, or Charles or (laughs) Or Chuck. Chuck. Yeah, spoilers, Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt comfortable. I mean, it was spoiled in the cold open. <laughs> I was convinced one of the questions was going to be, who's the mangler? <laughs> who's well, the mangler? Well, next time you write the My Demon Lover episode. <laughs> that's that's well. a spinoff to Who's the Boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's one in every movie. Um, <laughs> a mangler. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me finish my joke. Uh, there's one in every movie. Uh, Robert Trevor was born and raised in Northeast Philadelphia. Ooh. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, and actually did a lot of his early stage acting in the area um, as well, according to his Wikipedia page. Um, he's mainly known as career-wise as playing um, Salmonius in the mid-'90s, like, Hercules and Xena shows. Mm. So the ones that, like, the... Uh, What's it called? The Raimi group, like, sort of um, directed and produced and stuff like that. 
the most recent thing I've seen him in is he's in Hail Caesar. He's got like a real small part in the Coen oh, Brothers wow. movie, Hail I like Caesar. That movie. Me too. Yeah. But no, he's he's interesting in this movie. He brings a like a weird energy mm-hmm. that um it, it like allows the Mangler character who is killing women on the street to be kind of weirdly goofy mm-hmm. and like weirdly lighthearted and sort of otherwise takes like a, a like a special victims unit like criminal and kind of can slot him into this silly movie yeah emphasis on the weird part yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i feel like he has a a kind of a good comedic timing where a lot of other actors would look at this like bad material and (laughs) be like i gotta get through this as quick as possible and he really like doesn't speed through it um which sort of helps Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but I did want to ask you this. He, you said he was born in Philadelphia. Was he actually born in Philadelphia uh, or in the suburbs? I, I bet because, this is going to be a question. Yeah, I, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I ever m- ask a question about a Philadelphia specific <laughs> I mentioned in a movie? I made a note about that, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, he was born and raised in the Philadelphia proper in Northeast. Okay. Like, I don't, it didn't, wasn't specific about the neighborhood. What hospital in. was he born? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't no, know. I, don't I they mean, ask him next time he comes by the yeah. studio what well, parish was he in yeah. <laughs> no because it's cool and we'll get to that when he mentions that uh, he probably added that to himself or like kind of did that if he was from philadelphia totally possible yeah um, they, he seems like somebody who has a, like the chops to like kind of improvise a lot a scene like that yeah and i uh so having grown up in philadelphia and then going to dc for college a lot of people from the philadelphia area go to dc and so everyone in college when we we're like freshman year meeting people are like oh i'm from philadelphia i'm right from right outside philadelphia oh where are you from i'm from right outside philadelphia so we used to call it are you rop are you actually from oh, philadelphia or are you rop yeah. and there was a huge difference <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm assuming you also like right after you established if they were from in or out of philadelphia you would say you know like my demon lover and yeah exactly. like, oh right yeah but everyone exactly would say they're about. like oh where are you from oh pittsburgh yeah right outside philadelphia <laughs> or like yeah york york pennsylvania right outside philadelphia everyone would say that yeah well depending on from a like a cosmological standpoint everything's like right outside philadelphia mm-hmm. on this planet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i had someone yell that at me one time are you actually from philadelphia because we're all from outside philadelphia technically like, yeah <laughs> sounds like a fun person yeah <laughs> secret mangler, mm-hmm. secret mangler. Yeah. um the next question i have here what is the name of denny's friend and owner of the antique shop Sonia. Yep, Sonia. Um, another journeyman actor. Um, over 100 IMDb acting credits um, from sitcom spots to soap operas, along with um, some movie roles. Not a ton of like starring roles, but definitely a ton of movies that I've heard of before. The one recent role that jumped out to me was a reoccurring spot on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, I know you know that show. Yeah. I've never seen that show. But That's I think nice. it's the second time that I've used the sentence, like, <laughs> of, like a reoccurring spot on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And no, I don't know the name of but like what act, what character <laughs> no, she was. No, there was a lot of guest stars. It's a, it's a musical TV show, so they had a bunch of like people pop in for small parts and pop mm-hmm. out. Yeah, I wrote down, no, Mo, I did not write down the name <laughs> of the character. <laughs> 
Yeah, she's the the Drake's coffee cake lady from Seinfeld. Oh yeah, yeah. His I, boyfriend yeah, I is in a coma. Yeah, I'd be surprised if every character, every per- actor in this wasn't in Seinfeld. This was pre Seinfeld when this came out, but this movie is dripping with the same like what would be like Seinfeld related specifics. Um, the next question I have is, what is the name of the police chief? This is the only character in the, um, at least as far as I can tell, on IMDb that has a last name as well. But I only need the first name. Okay, this is gonna. Be, this is like an educated guess. Uh, Phil. Yep, you're oh, right. Okay. That's Phil. Yeah, Cap- a captain or police captain Phil, um, played by Alan Fudge, another journeyman working <laughs> since the '70s. Fudge. So you know that he was in <laughs> an episode. Yeah. Because he was an actor, character actor since the 70s, you'd know he was in an episode of Gunsmoke, he was in an episode <laughs> of Kojak, he was in an episode of Kung Fu, and Columbo. Oh. Um, he also had parts in films like The Natural, Edward Scissorhands, and The Man Who Wasn't There, the Coen Brothers film. Mm-hmm. So another Coen Brothers actor. Um, for the next question, what was the name of the street merchant who helps Kaz? They give his name? Mm-hmm. They give his name a couple of times. It's on his little um, oh. wares. Jim? Is it Jim, Jim is not right now. I remember what it says on his wares. I didn't realize that was a name. It was Fixer? Yep. Like his Fixer Elixir? Yeah, his yeah. name's Fixer, yeah. Okay. Um, he's played by Arnold Johnson, probably best known as the title character in the Robert Downey Sr. film Putney Swope. From 1969. I forget what the story about it is. Unfortunately, he, he Robert Downey Sr. dubs his voice. So he's in the movie, oh. but none of his audio is in the movie. Oh, no. I don't remember what the story about that was. They singing in the rain to him? They sort of sing in the rain yeah. to him. Oh. I forget what the re- There might have been some technical reasons. That movie's supposed to be really good. I haven't gotten to check out Robert Downey Sr. stuff. That was the case with My Demon Lover as well, correct? I don't think so. I think that is oh. his real voice. Oh, I, I was convinced it was right. Yeah. You thought it was the demon who was uh, voicing over him? <laughs> yeah. 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 He also has some really memorable parts in uh, Shaft. Uh, Rocky, he plays Apollo's um, lawyer. Oh, in, yeah. And um, he's also in Menace to Society. Um, he plays the grandpa in Menace to Society. And then along with a number of TV spots where, similar to our friend Sunshine Parker, he's often... His character is often called Drunk or Wino or Bum Aww. or other names that I don't feel like talking about in the year 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun in this movie too, bringing another interesting like energy in this cast of like weird people has to do weird things. Uh, but we'll get into <laughs> yeah. that once we get into the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was interested. Do you have something or no? No, I'm just excited to talk oh, okay. about it. What a fun movie. All right. Well, keep that energy up. Mm-hmm. Um, so the movie starts with a little animation of a demon, which we never see again. Yeah. It's so it, quick, too. Yeah, yeah. It was there and gone. It's mm-hmm. a real tease. You want a full cartoon. You, see the, you start seeing that cartoon, you want the full cartoon. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot this was in front of the movie and i've seen this like twice Mm -hmm. so who's like shocked it's like oh there's a cartoon ending opening Mm -hmm. yeah not an ending um but but the real start of the movie is we open up in on a street in new york city and what appears to be a stolen shot of people just like walking down the street (laughs) 
Um, it's kind of hard at first to tell which person is actually part of the movie. Like, um, Denny is wearing an interesting hat, but there are like three other people in the shot who have some pretty interesting like getups on. You so, mean she's wearing a Diane Keaton hat? Yeah, she's wearing like yeah. <laughs> But um, and that's what all the movies are trying to resemble afterwards. It's like, yeah. here's a quirky woman. Let's give her a hat and blazer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but um, yeah, it takes a f- couple of seconds. Even after, as Steve said, like rewatching this movie, I was like, where is Denny in this shot again? <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's the guy who jumps over the, um, which is an the, impressive feat. Yeah, he like, jumps over the meter, the parking yeah, meter. Yeah, mm-hmm. which he he looks great. He's like your typical 80s punk, and he like he should be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At one point, she waves to somebody off screen, which is kind of a weird red herring. You're like, oh, there's something happening here, and then it's like, no, yeah, we felt, cut away. I feel like a character choice would be like, look how friendly she is. She's mm-hmm. she's so innocent and, and can do no wrong, yet bad things still happen to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, not enough of, there's no choice <laughs> in that scene. Um, it goes on a long time. It goes on a yeah. long time, too, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, she, like, after that opening long shot, um, we cut to her coming out of a store, and the first of many unfortunate things happened to her. Does anybody remember what this first thing that happens to her is? Uh, a, a dog comes up and eats her food. Yeah, or like steals the yeah. bag that she's holding or mm-hmm. something. She's coming out of probably like a deli or something. She's got food presumably and the dog steals it. Um, she gets back to her apartment where a bunch of goons are stealing her stuff. Um, my next question, can anybody tell me what her boyfriend's name is? Chip. Yep, his name is Chip. And he, he doesn't say a single word nope, he as he's stealing from her. He doesn't have a line in this scene. I just have in my notes, he just throws his head back and laughs <laughs> like like a member of the circus gang or something from like a Batman movie. <laughs> yeah, he's like that woman or he's like that guy from Back to the Future who picks up Marty's mom at the prom. Oh, who's yeah. like <laughs> laughing and it zooms in. Mm-hmm. He's like really cackling. Yeah. And so um, she tries to stop them from stealing, and it's kind of a comedy beat where she's like, oh, what, Chip, what are you doing? And then while they're driving away, it's like, I don't think this is going to work out or anything, which I always forget watching this movie how like tough it is to get through the early Denny stuff when like people are being so mean to her. It doesn't make any sense. So mean. <laughs> like going out of their way, putting themselves, at, like um, inconveniencing themselves to be mean to her. No, this is necessary, and here's why. I'm going to lay it all out. This this establishes the heightened world of the film. You have things that do not happen to people ever already. Like her boyfriend is stealing her things. That doesn't normally happen exactly as we see it. It does happen. It doesn't happen like this, how we see it in the movie. Like she's not standing there like, you know, leaning against the stoop while the guys are taking all of her stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, we have to see her at a pretty low point in order to believe that she gets involved with Kaz, I feel. It yeah. seems like it would maybe, yeah. you have to Actually, see her at a pretty low. I agree. I feel like there could have been one more beat in there, and that would have been okay. Um, this scene, I like the intro because it does give us a little into the, the world of Denny and what she deals with and the kind of person she is. Um, I also find it kind of satirical in some ways, this opening. I think it's really goofy, and maybe it's what you are saying about the heightened world mm-hmm. and these things would never actually happen, and so that makes it funny. Um, it reminds me a lot of, uh, have you guys seen They Came Together? 
yeah. which is like the Michael Showalter movie where he's he's spoofing romantic comedies. And it's Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler are playing leads, and they have a very similar intro where it's just like Amy Poehler's character is just kind of like, oh, man, I'm I'm so unlucky in love, and, and I'm clumsy. Oops. And like it's just it's making fun of all those things with romantic comedies that they spend too much time on beat-wise. And I felt mm-hmm. like this movie was doing something very similar where it's like, here's all these bad things that keep happening to me, but mm. I just really want a boyfriend. And so it just, it, I could have had more goofiness and that would have been fine to me or more bad things happening. I felt like that would have been in touch with the, the craziness this movie was trying to reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of, I mean, I have them all listed <laughs> here. We haven't even, got, we're only on the first bad thing that happens yeah. to her, but we have to get through about 25 more minutes of movie before anything good happens to her. So... We'll see. So next we cut inside to her apartment and she lists off some of the things that were stolen. So there were five things I have written that were stolen. Can anybody take a crack at um, some of the things? Um, lamp. She doesn't list the lamp, but that definitely Doesn't was Doesn't she stolen. say that's my lamp at one point? She does in the previous scene okay. when, when all the goons are carrying stuff out. But she oh. only, for whatever reason, she lists five specific things okay. in the scene oh, when she's talking. Okay. When she's talking to Sonia, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. I still have the conch shell here. Let me continue. Um, TV. No, that's not one of the things listed. But it is one of the things. It is one of the things that they steal. <laughs> Absolutely, <though>. yeah. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, well, you might as well skip me because all I had was TV. Uh, (laughs) Now that I've named two incredibly, three incredibly common appliances. Um, I want to say a clock radio was Yeah, my GE clock radio. Okay. A little product placement there. (laughs) They they made big. I kind of remember, can I keep going or do we keep going? Yeah, keep going. Uh, Was it a fern? Yeah, my Boston Fern. Boston Mm -hmm. Fern. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's all I remember. More advertising. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, Yeah. Boston needs the advertising. (laughs) So I'll give you that one, Mo. Um, So the other thing she mentions is all my Buffy St. Marie albums. Oh, yeah, I did did clock that. I can't believe I didn't remember that. Oh, shit, I think I wrote that down, actually. (laughs) I looked it up, and at that point, Buffy St. Marie had had released 12 albums. So Mm -hmm. they could have stolen a number of, of like LPs. And then she is. says, um, oh, great. she says, um, all the fancy hors d'oeuvres and stuff that I brought for tonight. Oh, um, yeah. And then um, Sonia mentions he left a can of sardines and she says, but he took the can opener. So those are the five things that for some reason, again, you, you mentioned TV, you mentioned lamp, mm. these expensive, important things. But <laughs> the Buffy St. Marie albums and the Boston Fern mm-hmm. are... Like the things that she decides to like list there. The ones yeah. closest to her heart. I I remember there's a beat where Sonia says so generous after she holds up the can of sardines, which are unlabeled. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like looks delicious. Why would he steal a plant? Like, is this guy gonna become a plant dad now? Will he take care of that plant? Is yeah. he gonna nurture it? I don't, sure? I don't know. Like, there's how much, no value. Yeah, right? I don't know how much you can pawn a like a plant, like a fern <laughs> off of. Um, so yeah, Sonia wants her to call the cops, but she doesn't want, um, her to, since she says this is the most serious she's relationship she's had in a while. Again, another sad thing that we have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, my next question, how, how long have Chip and Denny been dating? They, she says it in this scene. Six months. No. (sighs) Three months. No. Do you six, have a guess? Six weeks. 
Um, I can almost give you that one because it's almost two months, mm. which would be about six weeks. Yeah. That's why yeah. Right. I'll he take was it. closer, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, uh, next, uh, why does Denny? Um, what does Denny think caused Chip to steal all her things and sort of blow up the relationship? She says a pretty specific thing here. Yeah, so she wanted to like celebrate their her birthday. Yeah, he said he didn't want her to throw herself a birthday party. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sonia's yeah. like, oh, why, why was he so upset that you were throwing him a birthday party? And she's like, no, it was my birthday party. <laughs> Which also, Sonia's her best friend, right? She yeah. should know when her birthday yeah. is. Oh, right. we'll get into things Sonia does and doesn't know as well <laughs> in this about Denny. Um, so, yeah, then we cut to the New York subway where we first meet Kaz. Um, next question I have, what planet does Kaz say he's from? Venus. Yep. And this is, the, he says, and this is our language. And there, every line in this scene, Kaz screams. So... <laughs> In the interest of making it easier for me to edit this later, I'm I'm only saying. So then we get this extremely aggressively ADR'd saxophone over mm-hmm. Kaz, like miming, playing these, a saxophone. These poor, poor people. Yeah. Like there's one guy trying to sleep and yeah. he's like, you can see he's keeping his head down, but he's wide awake and he's he's got his like eyes open to like make sure Kaz doesn't try to stab him. Yeah, I said I wrote down here it has the energy of like an SNL skit where they have to pipe in like fake music. Like somebody he's really like mime pantomiming playing the saxophone <laughs> as opposed to looking like he's playing the saxophone. And I know we're going to get into this so I don't want to jump ahead, but I was I don't know. A lot of the stuff about what this demon's influence is does not always make sense. So like when he was saying he was a alien from Venus, was that the demon coming through or was that Kaz as a homeless person experiencing trauma, uh, just trying to make a buck off the subway? We all watch the same movie. You ask a lot of questions. Yeah. I thought someone else would have insight. Yeah. We have to get back to all the bad things that happened to Denny. It just really confused me why that was happening and why Mm -hmm. he was being so crazed in that moment. Yeah. I I agree. The level, his level of like, you know, kind of of craze or, you know, his, yeah, yeah. it is, it doesn't work. I feel like with the rest of the movie, like it is just, you know, yeah, yeah, that felt odd. And like, hey, maybe he's been homeless since he was 14 right. and that's warranted. But it also just felt, again, there and it was gone again. Yeah. It felt very out of place. Where does he keep that saxophone? We <laughs> never see him with it again. <laughs> no. Oh, we do later on, but we don't see him carrying it. Yeah, yeah you you described him as a street musician in the and I was like, I guess that's true. But I like, didn't. The IMDb described it because yeah. during his love montage with Denny, he pulls it out again, yeah. mm-hmm. and then we don't ever see it. But he's not carrying it. Maybe he right. keeps it in a pile of trash somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like a video game. It's like it's it's in his like equipment. He just yeah, and then yeah, he, he like equips it. it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, back on the subway, he walks up to an attractive woman and begins. we begin to see him transform. Then we cut to a subway, subway stop where an adult woman is tying a balloon to her wrist, potentially the writer of this movie. A classic activity leggy to be redhead. doing. Yeah, on yeah. the subway. Just yeah. leggy redhead? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, she must not do a good job because it immediately floats away either right before or right after she's brutally murdered. Um, There's a lot of balloons in this movie. Yeah. 
So this is about a minute into um, six minutes into the movie, we see our first murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this this is poorly directed. This scene, <laughs> like this, is a problem because you're confused. Obviously, he's trying to set up that there's plausible deniability that Kaz committed the murder, mm-hmm. but like that didn't happen. We're we're pretty sure that didn't happen, and like. You know, it, it's just confusing as to what actually is supposed to be. Yeah, I think here. I think what we you in hindsight know is the mangler just happened to also be like stalking a woman on the subway, mm-hmm. and and quite frankly, I don't even think we know for sure it's the same subway stop that like Kaz is on. It's just also yeah. in the subway. Yeah. I'm not trying to like. It just feels like an unwarranted yeah. misdirect. Mm-hmm. But hey, it's this is it's a romantic comedy with murder. Hey. Yeah. So after our first um, murder, we cut to Denny and Sonia entering the curio shop that Sonia either owns or works at. Um, she asks um, who I think, um, and I don't have it written down or went back to confirm. I think this is her sister. Yes. Um, yeah. Who's also works at the shop. Mm-hmm. So she asks her sister. I wrote her name down too. Yeah. Miguel. Miguel. Yeah. So um, Miguel asks, or she asks Miguel if she has any messages. Um did for my next question, did anybody catch the name of the three callers that um Oh okay. They all have the same name or they all have No, they names? all have different names, yeah. So it's she says Don called tonight, uh Steve called about last night, and Peter wanted to know what happened. But she's then interrupted by Sonia who is like, What like I can't remember exactly, so we don't know what happened with Peter. So Sonia goes into the back to talk of talk to one of the men on the phone who calls like immediately after she comes in. Um, and then a Denny fantasizes about getting back with Chip. I can make it work. I can make anything work. Mm-hmm. Again, oh, not, enough, not enough, not enough, ba- not enough beats like that are sad. You don't yeah. think? Yeah, we know. No, there's enough. <laughs> yeah, we know enough about her already to know that's not true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sonia asks Denny to cover for her while um, when Phil calls a fourth like person that she's involved with. Um, we also get the name of the store in the shop. Did anybody know the name? Yeah, it's Grigri. Yep, it's Grigri. Mm. Um, and maybe Denny works here too, or at least frequents here a lot. Because when she answers the phone, Phil recognizes her voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not just enough that Phil has met her, but Phil's able to recognize her voice over the phone. Yeah, the, not surprising that like she would be harangued into doing free labor by her friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, my next question, does anybody remember the message Phil leaves? Does he say to watch out for the mangler? No, <laughs> that but would be pretty you prudent. Say that to three women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the mangler hasn't been uh, m- the moniker of the mangler hasn't been um, co- uh, coined yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're Denny, I'd be answering that phone and saying, "Hello, this is Grigri. Watch out for the mangler. How may I help you?" <laughs> um, I don't know if this is what you're looking for, but there's something about um, he left his umbrella, and um, oh. Sonya's going to bring it back to him. Yeah. Phil, that was he, your joke in the cold open. Yeah, yeah I didn't wants, get that either. Yeah, he wants his umbrella back at the station, um, and then Sonia and Denny go to a bar. Um, Denny laments, "I wish I could see into guys' heads like you. I'd know from the start that they're going. He's going to hurt me." 
I just have a sad face in my notes after <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's not it. enough beats about her being a yeah. rain no, cloud over her head. Yeah, and here's why I was, uh, you know, steering towards the sadness because anyone else that would have played that role would have made it sad and depressing. Denny had this mm-hmm. like energy to her where it's just it maybe it felt satirical and that's why we knew like it it was just so over the top and it's a rom-com you know it's not going to stay that way for her but it's that actress committed so much that i didn't feel sad or anything like that i just felt like you know this girl's out there doing the best she can right now Mm -hmm. good for her she's just trying her best and yes the the world are is filled with terrible men but Mm -hmm. hey i just i don't the actress just pulled it through i felt like she did a great job of like making it the lines were sad she didn't make it feel sad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think this movie is going for satire with these scenes yeah but it's sort of like it sort of misses the mark it's not a hundred percent great at conveying like this is a joke but it works better that way because you're like this is so weird that she's like this and it's like yeah it's it's disarming yeah i agree like they came together is a satire movie and Mm -hmm. they steer completely into all those stereotypes this is just like borderline on that so it's just enough that it feels satirical and it feels like yeah again like i'm just looking for love in all the wrong places what's what's my future gonna be she's gonna get a happy ending you guys so that's it's it didn't feel too sad because she really i don't know i just love this actress i think she did such a good job Well, Sonia doesn't really feel that way. Um, does anybody remember what advice she gives in like right at the beginning of this scene? Oh man, um, I just remembered half of it. Get tough or get a gun. Yep, that's okay. right. Yeah, you need to g- either get tough or get a gun. Then, which Chia. I feel like getting a gun is getting tough, but yeah. yeah, sure. And where am I going to? What am I going to do with a gun? It's New York City. Use your imagination. Don't know what that means. No, we're not from New York City, <laughs> yeah. so maybe yeah. maybe a, there is a, a, a harrowing thought, especially in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, guns work differently in New York City, I guess. Like, I don't know. I guess you do something different with them. Um, so then we move back to Kaz because, like um, a couple of other movies we've done, these these movies have cuts within scenes. So we're going to be going back and forth to the um, bar a few more times, but. Um, he runs into a woman named Angie at the kind of like a market like area that we go to, I think exactly one other time. Um, does any, did anybody remember how Kaz says he knows this woman, Angie? Mm-hmm. Do, doesn't he say something like, Oh, you're, you're like Angie from the clinic. Does he use the phrase, the clinic, not clinic, but very close to from the you, list, the, um, the doctor's office, no, another, the, the facility. Um, I'll give it to you. He says, <laughs> yes. um, the veterans hospital. Oh, okay. Yeah. You taught me how to walk again. Is his <laughs> line. He says, yeah, yeah. Angie, like remember from the veterans office, you taught me how to walk again. Um, I assume that that's his pickup line because mm-hmm. I don't think he's a veteran. I guess I he does know Angie. Yeah, is this woman's name really Angie? I'm not know. sure that she it doesn't is. seem to just like say that it's not. Does anybody remember how Angie gives Kaz the slip? Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. I sure do. Mark. <laughs> um, well, he says, "Can we like get a cup of coffee or something?" And she says, "Great idea," and hands him some money, and then just walks away. Yeah, <laughs> she sort of like it's like implied that it's like, "Can you buy me a coffee?" Yeah. But it's like he was hoping to take her and get a coffee with her. 
So after Angie um, gives him the slip, he looks around the market area and he goes, oh, they're everywhere. I guess in relation to women or attractive Mm -hmm. women. Yeah, this was the first time he noticed that. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) And I find this confusing because he like his whole thing is that he sorry to spoilers here, but he gets aroused and he turns into a demon, right? Classic issue. And, (laughs) And for much of the film, he's trying not to get aroused so that he won't turn into a demon. But here in the beginning, he seems to have no problem allow like just letting that happen um unless it's supposed to be that he's like sort of feeling like he's accosted and he's trying not to get aroused i but it seems like he's trying to get aroused I, it's very confusing to me it does feel like he's entering this movie for the first time yeah like oh no they're everywhere yeah 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 <laughs> yeah maybe i haven't been homeless for so long and i haven't seen the other sex yeah mm-hmm. maybe they filmed this scene thinking it was going to be the opening scene because yeah. it does have that energy. Maybe yeah. he's just lived in the subway for the last uh, yeah, 16 maybe. years and hasn't yeah. been above ground. I mean, we don't have the script. It could totally be there just wasn't a lot like of direction in this. Yeah. And he's like, all right, well, I have to do something. Yeah. Um. So now we go back to the bar where Denny and Sonia are still there. Um. Okay, let's face facts. You are attracted to uh, scum, um, the strays, they see you coming a mile away. And to finish this line, she lists three specific things that Denny attracts. Um, two of the two of them are animals and one of them is a joke. Does anybody remember any of them? Well, one of the animals has got to be dogs. Yeah. Okay. So it's dogs, a second unflattering animal. And then a joke. What are some other unflattering animals? Do you um, help you or? Uh, yeah, popcorn mo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking pigs. No, that's against, a good. Nothing against pigs. But. No, rats. No. So the line, I'll finish it. So um, they can see you coming a mile away. Dogs, alley cats, actors. Mm. <laughs> uh, funny. Uh. funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, now I don't know what's worse, the guys you bring home or the animals. And so I guess she adopts animals. We never see her. She works at a pet shop. Yeah, but we never see her work at a pet shop. And we only hear about that one time much later in the film. Mm -hmm. This, um, Sonia specifically talks about her bringing in strays from the street. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which again, we never see happen. Well, she does have a dog. Um, well, we never know. She says she has a dog, but yeah. that the dog ran away or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we Another see all the point. dog accoutrement. Mm. And then she went yeah. to go pet the dog. And at one point she's wearing dog earrings, which are really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually my next question. She ah. talks about a dog she had. Does anybody remember the name of the dog? It's actually the name of a famous cartoon dog too. Snoopy? No. <laughs> Not, I'm not crazy famous, but, <laughs> but you guys will all know. Or no, I'm sorry, not a dog character. Another character that I misremembered is not oh. a dog. Oh, I was going to um, guess blue, but I guess yeah. not. No. Uh, devil dog. Nah. <laughs> That's a good, yeah. <laughs> Poochie. No, um, it, Rocco. Which Rocco oh, from Rocco's uh, Modern Life yeah. is a, he's a wallaby. wallaby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a wallaby. Uh, so, Mia Colba. If you had said wallaby character, well, yes, I, I, I wouldn't think have said I could have gotten wallaby. that. I wouldn't have said famous wallaby <laughs> character. Um, 
So, um, yeah, so we hear about Rocco. He left last Saturday, and then we never see him again. And she doesn't appear to ever try to, like, bring in any additional strays other than our titular demon lover. Um, So then Sonia um, seems to get kind of fed up with this, and she um, says, um, she calls um, Danny something. Does anybody remember what she calls her? She says, you're a blank I just remember this was funny, so I wanted to make it a question. Pushover? Almost. Yeah, she's basically calling her a pushover, but she says something specific. She calls her an object. Oh, can I guess again? Well, I'll let Steve go first, but yeah, I think you can. Doormat? Is it doormat? It's not doormat. But I was going to say doormat. But it's right. a carpet. She says, you're oh, a carpet. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much it. You can get a point for that. Um then she says something that I found really confusing, and I looked it over several times, and I actually talked about it with you, I think, during the week at some point, Steve. She says, do you ever try to, because she says something, you're a carpenter. She says, I like men. Denny says that. And then Sonia says, you ever try to have a conversation with a guy, especially when the Flintstones are on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, this is a good joke. We all just laughed at it. <laughs> I forgot about is that, that is that a euphemism? No. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Men just like the Flintstones. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. universally accepted. Right? Look I at get... the big smile Bob has on his face. He loves yeah, the Flintstones. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's something I don't conform I to, mean... like gender stereotypes. <laughs> I, I don't really, I don't think, can't remember the last time they I watched the one. could have said anything and that wouldn't have made, like, say football, say football for yeah. God's sake, like Exa- try talking yeah. to a man when he's watching football and that, everyone would have universally understood that. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, like again, like I, I think I could list like 30 things that would, like even, you could go vaguer, the game, when the game yeah. is on. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I, I thought you meant the Michael Douglas movie, the yeah, game, or, yeah, that which was, hadn't come out yet. That was like, further yeah. down my list, mm-hmm. it was like in the, t- the teens. talking yeah. to a man when a Michael Douglas movie is yeah, on. Yeah, right. Try talking to a man when Rocco's Modern Life is yeah, on. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah michael douglas was alive at least like at that time like mm-hmm. <laughs> Rocco's modern life and the game were not around sadly mm-hmm. i guess it was an attempt to say that men watch cartoons and are children but it was just not well received i forgot that line it's, mm-hmm. it's te- like when was the flintstones the early seven like it's like 15 years removed by yeah. the time that the show yeah, was. i think we do could have been a reference I think at that would, point right it was around around the time of the honeymooners because there's yeah. that famous like um, yeah, Jackie Gleason sued yeah. them for like the honeymooner, like so in like, probably like the fifties that show was on, or maybe the early sixties. It would make more sense with Looney Tunes, yeah. Like, and that's something that these eighties movies love to include. Yeah, I mean, this Kaz really is sort of a like a proto Jerry Seinfeld in mm-hmm. terms of his depiction. <laughs> yeah, uh, aside from the like the playing the saxophone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's a lot of that jazz at the he's beginning that, of the Seinfeld. He's got that blazer on. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the hair. hair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he sort of is a Jerry meets Kramer. Yeah. Like you could imagine Kramer like arising out of that trash pile. No, Kramer would be the mangler. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah. Um, so we get another very uh, um, great fun line from Denny. I wish I wish I was gorgeous. I wish I was smart. I wish I was sexy. I wish I was dead. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hey, you know what she Yikes. gets self-esteem by the end of this movie and that is a character journey she is on yeah you know, all it takes is her girlfriend her boyfriend having sex with her best friend for it to happen oh we'll get to that yeah so now we is a great movie <laughs> yeah so now now we first see charles who seems to be talking with another woman as far as we know hitting it off 
but he abandons her immediately when he sees Sonia and Denny. Mm -hmm. Sonia already seems to hate him, so I don't know why he would walk near a group of women where 50% of them seem to like already hate him yeah, right it, away. It's a real Phil Hartman situation from uh, Jingle All the Way. He could have other women, but he has his eyes for one single person and, and spends the whole movie trying to get that one person, even though he has options, weirdly <laughs> enough. With this scene, I have to agree with Kaz. The women are everywhere. This bar is full <laughs> of women who appear to not be like with anyone. Yeah, like know? not like yeah. on not like coupled. Yeah, up. they're right, like right, single right. women or women in groups. Yeah. Um, does did anybody catch the opening line? Um, Charles says to the the ladies, "Art like Sonia and Denny." Yeah. He says, "Bon bonsoir and good evening, ladies." Mm. Oh. That's good. Yeah. I, I've used that before. Oh, yeah? yeah. Mm -hmm. What uh, an opener. It works. Yeah. Um, what does it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, so this one I think you guys will know. What does he ask to be called instead of Charles? He says two names. Um, uh, he says Chucky or Chuck. Yep, he says Chucky or Chuck. And then we get the joke that Sonia immediately after that says, check. Yeah. He says Chucky <laughs> or good. Chuck. Check. <laughs> um. And he says, I feel like your ying reaches for my yang. Mm -hmm. um, Another classic line. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, women love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They continue to have a conversation while Sonia, like Statler and Wardorf's, like from over her shoulder. Um, so does anybody remember what um, Charles' job is? He says it in this scene. Yeah, so he's he's like a school disciplinarian. He like oh, works at a right. some yeah. sort of school and he punishes children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, his one descriptor was like a student discipline and I'm like, "Oh, Jesus Christ." <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, so basically It's horrifying. Yeah, he so he's on the board of um the education it, like in charge of student discipline, which I don't know how that makes sense if he's on the no. board. You do of, other things on the on education boards and being in charge of student discipline. That just seemed to be like his favorite thing. Right. Yeah. That's, it's like one of his subcommittees, but yeah. that's what he leads with. Yeah. And yeah. in this scene, for somebody who is as like lonely as Denny is, she seems to genuinely like Charles. And nothing in the conversation between those two seem to indicate otherwise except at one point um sonia asks like um how lonely are you and then she looks over at charles and she says not that lonely but she is that lonely yeah but she has or, standards yeah but yeah but <laughs> she was like i wish i was dead like mere seconds before she seems to like charles like why not make it so that instead of her seemingly excited to talk with him like just be like polite but not interested or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I want to give her credit because even when you're at your lowest in the dating world, like there's still you still want to set some boundaries and some standards. So like, it, good for her for at least being like, "Hey, I'm desperate, not that desperate." Yeah, but no. All I'm getting at is why not show that she doesn't like him? Because yeah. every every line, it seems like she genuinely likes him. At one point, she's like, "Don't go," or it's like, "Oh she's yeah." She's a carpet. It's, yeah, she's, I guess so. She doesn't yeah. know how to not be nice to people. Yeah, and props to Sonya for for uh, not wanting her to get involved with a mangler. Yeah, yeah real good instincts there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't know at this point. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know that he's the mangler yeah. yet, but he hasn't like, said it. compared to Chip, he's sort of a catch. Like, he has sort of a high-paying job, yeah. it yeah. seems like. And he seems nice in this scene. Like, he's he's a try-hard, and he's sort of, like, lame, 
but I feel like we're missing one or two like um kind of like uh things added to the script where either Denny doesn't like him or is not interested in him, which is a totally valid reason, or that Charles is like he's obviously like like kind of like nerdy and like a tryhard, but he doesn't do anything that's like rude or like um like uh, impolite or anything like that. So one of those things I feel like would not go amiss in this scene. Yeah. Not taking no for an answer or anything like that. It feels like this dude is sort of written like the kind of guy who's into like the, like the um, Andrew Tate, like, of the eighties, like the eighties equivalent like a of like pickup artist. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. getting a tape and I'm listening to a pickup artist, yeah. but yeah. he's like doing a bad job at it. But on top of that, like I find this actor kind of charming. So yeah. It, oh it, yeah. It, I think like, yeah. he's not, he doesn't seem that bad. I agree with you just because I think the actor is charming, not because of his actions, which are mm-hmm. sort of gross. Cause he's, he's hitting on one group of women and then walking to mm-hmm. the other group, hitting on them, yeah. walking back and hitting on them again. Yeah. Not good. No, but the, again, it's like you can do a rewrite or another take of this where it's like lean into that a little bit more yeah. so that we don't like this guy other than Sonia being like he's lame, you shouldn't like him, which is seems a little, he's, she seems to be judging a book by his cover. No, I agree with that. I also got the feeling that they knew him, like he was a regular at this bar. Um, I don't know. I feel like the way that he just kind of approaches random groups of women does not pick up on social cues and just keeps like being like, you're the yin to my yang. We're mm-hmm. men for each other kind of thing. Like that's a little imposing. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, you don't always want to be like, hey, sir, go away. We're having a private conversation yeah. here. So he was not picking up on the fact that he did not like be in that conversation. And I do feel like that is a bit of harassment, especially like within a bar setting. So yeah, I picked up on that the first time, but I also agree like we could have used more. Yeah, she's like looking, she's making like eye contact with him too. Like <laughs> she could have also done a little thing where she's like, oh, thank you. And then like turn back or something like that. Again, mm-hmm. we don't need to. Yeah. Uh, another reason why that Sonia is dismissive of him is is like weird. It's that. Um, he has an umbrella in his drink, yeah. and he also has one in his yeah. shirt pocket, which is weird. But I'm like, oh, that's the reason. Again, you're upset it, it, with this that guy. Was judgy, yeah. yeah, it seems more like a jock nerd sort of. thing. Yeah, right. If you're gonna so. tell the guy off, tell him off. Be like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Like, we're not interested. Yeah, no. I, I just, I, I'm somebody who's like, there's like 20 ways that even, even her saying like, like here comes Mister. It's like, like strikes out with everyone or something like that. Like, like it's like, as you said, like, oh, he's like, try, but we don't really get that. It seems like he's just talking to somebody else at the bar and then he sees somebody he knows and he w- walks up to them or if, something like that. I think this whole scene would make a lot more sense if they, if it was that. And it's like, oh, we know this guy. Like we see mm-hmm. him every night. He's mm-hmm. always in here. Like we've talked to him before, but it's not that oh yeah. it does I, mean, like, I did get that oh you did get that because okay. they know who he is i did like too, yeah. they okay, know who okay. he is and they you know he seems to know who they are too they're familiar mm-hmm. with each yeah. other so like they might come to this bar often but right. like they they knew each other so that gave me right. the impression that he's done this multiple he's times this multiple oh, that, yeah that mm-hmm. is creepy <laughs> again they, yeah, they, yeah, they, they could have done more they definitely yeah, could have right. done more yeah. but the fact that like he keeps approaching and not picking up the hints and she's she is being nice to him which is again not an invitation for men to do that 100 but it's it's, it's yeah it, it definitely seems like something continuous because he is yeah. kind of like doting on her should we have seen like the shrine he had dedicated to her to her in his bedroom <laughs> yeah that would I, have helped a little bit yeah, but i don't even think we need to go that far but yeah there's a bunch of 
it, no one here was misled that it's like, oh, no, Chucky isn't going to be the main guy. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things that in like 2024, it looks a little bit more like they don't like him because he's low status more so than they don't like him because he's creepy or they don't mm, like him because yeah. he, he won't stop harassing them or like or he's not like, mainly because yeah, of the umbrella in his Exactly. Yeah. Like those seem like kind of the things. Um, but yeah, compared to like you said, compared to Chip, he's a catch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, as from what we know from yeah. this one scene. I mean, the other thing too is in 2024 we're used to seeing this scene like we've seen this scene play out in so many movies and like it's been hammered down where like we know exactly what it is or it's like man approaches woman and is rejected like we we understand what that is and this movie doesn't have the chops to like do the by the books numbers like a movie in 2024 that's similar to this movie in terms of tone and like quality is real boring because all of this stuff has been hammered out by now, like many, many times. Yeah. But in in the eighties, when this, it's like nobody knew what the hell they were doing, and so you get scenes like this where it's weird, and like we're questioning what the actual tone is <laughs> because it's not shot well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So believe it or not, we actually go back to Kaz now in standing in what appears to be the exact same spot he was standing. So I guess no time has passed <laughs> since Angie walked away from him. Um. He hears one particular vendor hawking his wares. Um, Did anybody catch what does it say on um, Fixer's um, sign on the stall? Anything more than just Fixer's elixirs? Yeah, it says Fixer's elixirs, we fix anything. Okay. Mm. Um, So, yeah, that's right. Um, He sniffs out Kaz immediately and says he can't fix his luck because he doesn't have any. Um, uh, after Fixer leaves, cause he kind of like, uh, folds up his shop into his little like suitcase, um, our hero grabs and leers at women on the street until mm-hmm. a, he's chased away by a police officer. Yep. We've done too many movies where that happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. For our lead hero. <laughs> yeah. Well, just like Kaz leaving the scene, we're going to leave the first round here. Uh, Steve, would you mind reading the scores, please? Sure thing. With five points, Bob. With six points, me. And with 10 points, Mo. All right. Cool. Well. Just sounds too much like strangle. Mm-hmm. Anyway, no mangling, oh. no mangling around here. It's a mangle-free zone. Yeah. All right, and now we um, cut to a woman walking a poodle that has to pull the dog away to avoid getting hit by a car. I, I wrote this down. I, I wouldn't go through them, but a lot of these scenes sort of begin with characters who aren't part of the movie and then it like pans over like oh there's denny mm-hmm. like that happens a lot in the first half of the movie and then stops so um we do find out that woman ends up being victimized by the mangler but like f- she's after she denny says can you believe that and then walks away we don't see her anymore um we get some intense music as denny returns to her apartment and the mangler attacks the woman with the poodle um at the police station uh, reporters are haranguing Captain um, Janice, who's Phil, um, about details on the murderer. Um, so they give one piece of information about the murderer here that 
is never really said in the rest of the movie, I don't think, but is very much a part of the Mangler's um, iconography. Does anybody remember what detail the um, reporters ask um, Phil about? Um, that he left his catchphrase at the scene, it's mangling time. Uh, no. <laughs> no? Okay. But they should have. Yeah, he put, um, like, antlers on the woman and, like, a spiral pattern on her back. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, okay. Oh, hmm. I don't even get that reference. Uh, it's true detective. <laughs> oh, it's true detective. Okay. Um, do you have a guess or no? No. Um, so he does all of his killings in costume is what they say. Oh. We never oh. see the Mangler oh. costume. Well, we just see the rubber hand. Yeah, they're just the rubber hand, yeah. which again okay. is, I think, sort of supposed to be a red herring. Again, I'm never, I never believe that Kaz is supposed to be the Mangler, but I guess the idea being like if he's doing it in costume, it like could be the case that he's. And then we find out later it is a red herring, but also the actual truth leads nowhere. It mm. makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, this is a world where demons are real, to quote, <laughs> guided by voices. Like, the demons are about in this world. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're like, we've never heard of this, but but they're there. They're around. There's, like, more than one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, I do have to talk about this for a second. So, again, we talked about how Charlie ends up being the mangler. And he uses a plastic hand, like a, a rubber hand, to to trick people but then he also is a demon and i don't know does that just mean he murders women when he's an actual person and then uses a costume even though he's also a demon it's very am i getting too ahead confusing for me as well Uh, especially in the ending there like the fact that he's a demon and why when he seems to choose not to use his demon powers is very confusing to me why does he have the rubber hand when he's just a demon Mm -hmm. i'm sorry i probably jumped ahead with that but that was just no, that was my next question. The last scene of the movie. <laughs> yeah. No, um, no, we're still at the uh, police station. I wanted to write this down because I thought this was very funny, but didn't make any sense. So after the captain escapes into his office, all the report, one of the reporters says, "Let's go and write up this story." They all seem to be from different <laughs> yeah. like news publications. Are they going to like write it together or something? Yeah, I Journal- journalists that. are very supportive of each other. Yeah. They're not competitive at all. Yeah, uh, it's like a group project or yeah. something. <laughs> So um, Phil realizes Sonia's in his office holding manacles, like those old-timey like um, handcuffs. I don't know why he's got like manacles in like yeah. his office. Police history, I it's guess. Like a Halloween yeah, costume or something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, she returns his umbrella, um, calling back the previous phone call, um, and he strikes out with Sonia. He tries to go out with her again. And now we get to cut to one of the mainstays of this era of movies as we cut to the health food store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, um, oh, man. Yeah. So um, can anybody name the machine that's dispensing the gray goo that is, like, served to people? Yes, I believe it is the health It is the health um, the pro- so gray. Yeah, the proprietor. It's like it's like sort of an evil, like, tubby custard from the Teletubbies mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised if that gray goo came to life and that was the mangler. Yeah, yeah. it's a try the gray stuff. It's delicious yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah, this, this scene actually helped clear out, up a lot for me on my first watch because I was like, oh, this is a satire. Like, yeah. the, the goo is so gray, there's no mistake staking it That's, like no one's eating that goo i agree my second watch is when i decided this was a satire mm-hmm. and that made it more enjoyable yeah so i actually disagree in fact um 
Calvert DeForest is eating the gray goo, who famously played Larry Bud Melman on the late night with David Letterman show from the very beginning of the show oh. until the early 90s. That's pretty much his only credit. I was but he wondering... has a weird cameo in this movie, including like an above the like credits yeah. Like, yeah. like shout out. I was wondering who he was because he was credited as like the health man in health store but he got like a, a video scene of himself in the credits which was like he's not even named no no so he's called man in health food store yeah. or whatever <laughs> and yeah his main claim to fame is playing like a heightened version of himself on the david letterman show in like segments where he goes out in the street and like talks to people okay. kind of like in that type of get up like he's sort of a short like rotund man with like the big glasses and like a suit I don't so think he got yeah. a line. no i don't think so um, the proprietor, I noticed, was wearing a big Albert Einstein graphic T-shirt and is on the phone the whole time getting really upset at presumably an ex-partner like um, or something like that. Yeah, that I thought the shirt was a little E equals MC square. Yeah. <laughs> sure was. Mm-hmm. Um, the woman at the health food store gets her shot to be rude to Denny's character. Um, and DeForest Burps falls into his meal and the scene just sort of ends. Mm-hmm. Um, we and cut. I, I don't get that. I understand what they're trying to say about health food at that in the eighties, but he was eating a salad. You don't pass out from eating a salad. Well, he was eating the gray goo because he, he falls in it. Yeah, because okay. he falls into it. Because then when they are <laughs> cut to outside where Denny is enjoying her food and um, DeForest is being carted away with the gray goo on his oh, face. Right, I thought right, there was right. salad on his plate though. But either I think way, there, I think he they she puts a celery stalk on top of the gray goo, so. And then there's other like salad on like next to it and stuff Either like way, that. Either way, it's health, uh, supposedly healthy food. Yeah. Well, let's keep going. Yeah. yeah. So Denny is sitting by the sidewalk, and we get a very dramatic saxophone music as Kaz wakes up from under a pile of garbage. I, I want to stop you for one second to talk about something. The outside of this restaurant looks like a Johnny Rockets, like the yeah, the fence that's. Red and white is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Okay. That's yeah. all I want to say. Yeah, well, because this store doesn't actually exist in Manhattan where yeah. they sell fake evil vegetarian food. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wakes up and he sniffs the air and starts yelling, girl and food. Um, yeah, because l- when men wake up, the first thing they do is smell women, right? Yeah, but we later learn that he doesn't like the food and he doesn't find her attractive. So I'm not sure what he smells in the air. Yeah, like what's appealing in that moment? Yeah, for what's him appealing? That yeah. wakes him up. Yeah, and of course, she ends up giving him the burger. And of course, he spits it out all over her because mm-hmm. it's health food in the in 80s or 90s movies. So it is inedible. Um, she, um, he asks, like, what kind of meat is this? And she says, <laughs> It's not meat. Thus begins a list of ingredients in her burger, which was mentioned before in the restaurant, but was much slower and way more fairer for me to ask you about in this scene. Um, Can anybody tell me the list of foods in Denny's burger? Well, I was maybe premature because I only remember two of them. So, uh, gorseberries was one. Yeah, gorseberries, as far as I can tell, not a real thing. Not a real thing. Okay, thank you. Gorseberries, uh, beets. Yeah, there's um, beets in it. And, well, uh, do, how many are there? There's um, da, 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 da. there's like a, a two more, three more ingredients. Oh. Two wow. of them 
are derivatives of like proteins found in different things, which I wouldn't ask you about. And then um, you pretty much, you got it. The other thing that's like possibly like memorable is mullet. Is which oh, is okay. type of fish? Okay, so I, I knew you're gonna ask this question, and I'm like, I don't know if any of this is real, so I'm I'm just not gonna answer. Oh, this other one. than gorseberries, everything in this f- is totally real. Okay, because I did Google gorseberries, and after that, I'm just like, I I'm not gonna remember this one for no, the quiz. I know it's gonna be a question. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna yeah. You could basically make this burger at home, so it consists of one beet, um, mullet. Um, which is type of fish? I think it's called they. They say something like stone pressed mullet or something. Which I wasn't Doesn't able to real. find thought, anything. I thought that is a grain. Yeah, That's so what it's I'm looking up. Okay. Yeah, there maybe it is also that too. But you're right; it is a fish. Yeah, I, took, yeah. I just took the L for this question. I'm like, this just is too yeah, crazy. So the <laughs> other stuff. That burger sounds not bad. Yeah, so I don't the, know how gorseberry pressed into a patty would be, but. Because yeah. it's not a real thing, but yeah. So probably the beet would be the main part of it. But then there's also yeah. lechian, which is a food additive that's derived from plants. There's albumin, which is um, a protein that's contained in egg white. So it's not a vegan. Like why not um, just say there's egg whites on it? <laughs> um, yeah. No, so they had to make it sound mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, and so she actually goes through and explains. So the poached beet. Is the red splotch here on my on her dress, and the yellow the yellow stain is stone wrapped mullet was what mm. she says. No idea what stone wrapped is, but mullet is a fish making this meat. Like there is some meat in this burger. Yeah, it's not. Um, they don't say vegetarian. They just say healthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. with natural albumin and le- lechin granules, which um, like the they're essentially like derived proteins or like food additives. Um, and um, and here here we have the sun-dried gorseberries, which they say gorse like four times, so it definitely isn't gooseberries. And this it's, part is the schnozberries. Yeah. I was about to say that. Oh, schnozberries <laughs> tastes like schnozberries. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. <laughs> the, I stepped on yours. This is another scene that is poorly directed because she's. we get shots of her torso where she's pointing like further down at her dress, but clearly they didn't like do the practical effect of throwing this stuff on her because yeah. we never see what she's pointing at. So it's like her, just her hand pointing. They didn't for, like, have the effort of having a, a red stain, a yellow stain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um, my next question, what does Kaz call it when he freaks out? Like, what does he call the food that he just ingested? He's like, oh, you made me eat a fruit burger. Yeah, a fruit burger. Actually, Which is where my name in this game yeah. comes from, fruit bobber. That wasn't just in lost case on anyone. Sure oh, I, I wasn't fruit sure. Thank bobber. you for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a veggie fish protein and fats, and probably yes. probably derived from egg and imaginary fruit burger. <laughs> yes. Um, mm-hmm. So our hero begins to accost Danny after she gave him his um, gave him her lunch and. And then her name. I'm sorry, but if a strange man is is spitting up food on you and following you down the street, mm-hmm. don't tell him what your first name yeah. is. Right, and especially don't offer it. Right, especially after we know that he's hungry, don't tell him where to find a Denny's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. What's your name? Oh, it's Denny. And I'm like, girl, come on, come on. This is how you get uh, restraining orders. Yeah. Imagine she was like, I'll just make something up. Perkins. My name's Perkins. <laughs> my name's IHOP. 
<laughs> um, so for my next question, did anybody notice what he pulls out of his coat pocket and drinks while he's bothering Denny? I thought you were going to ask something else. So oh. No, I do not. Uh, it's um, a kind of another hacky thing involving the food. Uh, is it a big old glass of chocolate milk? No, he doesn't pull a big old glass of chocolate milk out of his coat pocket. Uh, let's say he chugs Pepto Bismol. Yeah, he chugs Pepto Bismol. Uh, hey, yeah. wait, that was a random guess. A I, very Kramer thing. To yeah, do. yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. So he has a Pepto Bismol container just in the pocket of his mm-hmm. coat that I guess is warm from the like <laughs> just warm Pepto Bismol in his coat. Um, yeah, um, he also says, "I wait, I'm having a premonition." You don't like me, which is again like a, the first self-aware thing he says in this movie. But it doesn't seem like he, it's genuine. Um, yeah. So he claims that he's going to replace the dress that um, that he spat on up for Denny. Does anybody remember how much Denny says it's going to cost to repair the dress? <laughs> Once again, I thought you were going to ask something else. Too quick on the draw. Yeah, there. yeah. No, I don't remember. Uh, okay, I think I know this. Is it? <sighs> Is it $38? Is it in the neighborhood of $38? Um, no and yes. Uh, helpful. Yeah. Is it $37? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. It's $35.99. Oh, okay. Uh. Yeah. Um, so um, uh, I wouldn't take one of your checks. Don't worry, they aren't mine. Does anybody remember whose checks they were? Uh, he says the name of a doctor. It's Dr. Gorseberry. No. <laughs> uh, I thought he says Dr. Somebody. I don't know. Or doesn't he say like he doesn't know the name? No, or maybe full that's name. later. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dr. Harry. Well, he would know the name if he had their chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I think she, yeah, one of them reads it off of that. It's Dr. Harold Falsley. Frawsley, I think mm. it is. Yeah. Uh, next, we have the most romantic scene in the movie where Kaz follows her home, feigns an illness, and tries to kiss her when she helps him. Yeah. Mangling is pretty bad. This is like one... Like, who cares if he's not the mangler? These, yeah. these are irredeemable acts. I, I wrote a note at this part that just says, we watch a lot of movies where women are attacked or harassed. I'm not saying it's our fault. The patriarchy is a bigger problem than us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got a problem, but I've learned to live with it, and so will you. What a romantic movie we yeah. have on our hands. It's a threat. Yeah. My demon lover. Yeah, he get he during this he starts to pick up Denny by the waist almost like a Heimlich and jerking her around. Yeah. This gets him sexually aroused to the point where he begins to transform and so he runs away. <laughs> a real blessing yeah. for Denny. Yeah. yeah. Happy Valentine's Day everyone. Mm-hmm. Um one of the few um Production. You're, you're right. I do feel bad for Denny. No, we haven't even gotten to the end of it yet. I know. Yeah. One of the few production facts that this the Wikipedia page has the the like production like paragraph is like two sentences long, um, but it says to distinguish My Demon Lover from werewolf films, 
Valentine's character was written to change into multiple forms of demons. Wait, so it's on pur- yeah, on purpose they chose that each time he transformed it, he would look like kind of different. Because that's clear. No, it's not yeah. clear. It's just something that they decided. Yeah, that the, was sarcasm, yeah. but when, still, like they, that was the most confusing part of this movie. It sure was. If and they, that explanation is shit. Yeah. If they wanted to clear that up, they shouldn't have named the movie My Werewolf Lover. <laughs> <laughs> like that's on them. Yeah. Like that. I, I, we'll get to it, but like the fact that he was something different every time he transformed, it just that was insane. That was really weird, and that was comes back to my question about him on the subway being like, is this the demon coming through, or like why why is he this person and why is he like this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why not just make this a werewolf movie? Like it could be a werewolf movie easily. <laughs> no, it's not Makes an IP sense. that you like, yeah don't right have access to. Yeah. My werewolf lover is just as good as demon. <laughs> especially because later in this movie, like he needs to transform into something specific, and then they get him aroused, so he um, transforms into something with wings. But they don't know that could have happened. Yeah. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Well, we needed to, the movie to end, so he it was going to have to happen. He could have just scaled the wall with his big, meaty werewolf paws. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back in the movie, we cut to presumably another night um, where we see Denny walking home, and we catch a glimpse of what must be Kaz because no one else is wearing that giant jacket until Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, But instead in, of being att- accosted by Kaz... She is brutalized by another dangerous man in her life, her ex-boyfriend, Chip. Um, how did, um, for my next question, how does he say he got busted by the cops? This is my favorite line in the movie. He said it was a hot blender. Yeah, he was pawning a hot blender. <laughs> Which I just so. think is the funniest, stupidest thing because did the blender have a serial number to I it? I guess so, and he how didn't did cross it, it out. Like, a, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just a blender, and he's like, yeah, yeah. They, they knew I had a hot blender. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, buddy, you want a blender? <laughs> like, yeah. you know. I'm a cop. Is this, Where is, is he this selling new these blenders? Yeah, he opens up his coat jacket. Yeah, there's yeah. blenders it in It was there. just the silliest thing. Like, no one could have known it was a stolen, a, a used, sure, but stolen? There's no way of yeah, knowing Yeah, I that. mean, if you're on this, like, the street selling it on a blanket, like, yeah. You know. But even then, <laughs> yeah. the cops have no evidence. They can't get him for having a hot blender. Yeah, I guess. But mm-hmm. you still can't sell stuff. Yeah. Well, luckily, it's so funny because um, she screams for help and is chased around by Chip. Yeah. Um, Chip is chased away by Kaz in his very rubber mask-like transformation. This one, they didn't even try because they don't. you don't really get any glimpses of him. Yeah, um, he's not aroused. Is he aroused by watching? Okay, I'm not gonna even go there. Yeah, dark. that's fine. Yeah, no, um, so he she walks up. It, um, she wakes up in her apartment with Kaz, and chalks up seeing him in a demon face as being conked on the head one too many times this week. Still think he's she's yeah. Like, yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> this, this gets dark. Yeah. Um, Kaz tells her she chased Chip away which is the first genuinely nice, not self-serving thing that we've seen our hero do. And we are, I put about one-fourth of the way through the movie. Mm-hmm. And we fir- we get the first nice thing that Kaz has done. Um, Denny starts crying. Um, what does she call herself? Does any- Did anybody remember this? She she It's like a very dramatic sort of like thing once she's crying. Is this where she calls herself... Uh... I'm a woman of the 80s. Um, that's about to happen. But yeah, this is a more of a negative thing she calls herself. So she's downtown Denny. No. 
I'm a whole carpet store. No, oh, that's can that's one more time. Yeah. She's like a schlub. Yep. Yeah. She's uh. like, I'm a schlub. You're not a schlub. I'm a schlub. <laughs> also feels very Seinfeld. -y. Yeah. I'm the mangler. Yeah. Oh, you're not. Uh, a I'm a schlub. Yeah. So she does go on to sort of say, because again, within se between sentence and sentence, she is like going from like happy to like despairing back to happy. So she's like, I'm a woman of the 80s. I can do anything I want. Can anybody name the two specific things that she says? Yes, because I love this part. She said that she can... Um, oh, wait. Oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. Okay, she said she can serve in armed combat. Yeah, I can risk my life in armed combat. And is the other one, like, have uh, have sex with anyone she wants? I can have empty sex with strangers. Yeah. I love her view of the '80s. It's like this is the first, this is the the first taste of independence that women have gotten, and and those are the two things that she can think of. Mm -hmm. I just I love her spirit. Yeah, She's those wonderful. Are, those are the two things she lists. But then she goes on to say, "But what I really want to do is what sing." <laughs> that would make a little bit more sense. Gotta but, sing. Uh, did anybody catch this? I was about to do that. You beat me to it. <laughs> No, what she really, but all I, she really wants is someone to take care of her and for somebody to take care of. Yes. Oh, I know. Don't, I, we, don't we all? Honestly, I, that felt like such a universal concept mm. in that moment where she yeah. like, and again, this actress sold it. Anyone else, I don't think that would have been very good, but she just, like, she brought a lot of heart to that speech. And I'm like, you know, it, that's the vulnerability we're all thinking about. It's mm -hmm. like, you can do whatever you want and it's okay to still want to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not uh, make you less of a woman. But um, yeah, speaking of vulnerability, Cass says, Denny, do I scare you? And she says, maybe I should be afraid of you. Mm -hmm. Unhoused yeah. man who had kind of forced himself into my apartment after I was assaulted by my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Also carried her in unconscious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah complete, fruit burger complete yeah. stranger in a, Sam of, uh, in a Summer of Sam-esque time period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He asks to sleep on her couch. As stock thunder sounds and stage lights flash outside of the apartment set. Um, All right, it's it's time. It's time to talk about those windows. Oh yeah, well, no. Well, I do have notes about the windows. Oh okay, okay. But yes, yeah. So um, we cut to Kaz later leering at Denny through the many indoor windows <laughs> in this woman's apartment. It's, yeah. it's like an art installation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, There's like four windows. I have it. It's like it's um, it's staged like, um, you know, those little Ikea rooms mm -hmm. that have like windows in them or something like that. <laughs> like it's like another house apartment inside her apartment you can see like all the, the way through <laughs> yeah you can see like all the way through to like the central elevator in this house like from the outside through windows i would that would be a limiting factor for me if i were going to be inviting people from the street into my house like if i don't have a door between me and the rest of my apartment i'm sorry you can't stay at my place yeah or even blinds in your little indoor windows or like curtains yeah. over them it's gonna be like bright i, I don't think i'd be comfortable with like like any of you staying in the house if I had those windows right into my bedroom. Yeah, and, yeah, to, and to and to validate your point, um, Kaz um, sees her bare shoulders and upper back, and that proves to be too much for him. <laughs> he he must leave before the demon takes over. I like that part because his response was, "Oh bummer." <laughs> yeah. So the next morning, the news radio saves us from having to do another Mangler set piece. Um, just to remind people that this movie is happening when we aren't um, 
victimizing our main character. We are slaughtering um, other women. Yeah, other women in like New York or making fun of uh, people who eat health food. Again, so dark for a yeah. movie that is lighthearted in tone. Yeah. That's a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but um, the again, the our friend the news broadcast gives us. Um, some interesting facts about the mangler. So for my next question, how many victims have the mangler claimed at this point, according to the radio broadcast? I feel like it's enough that they gave him a name. So I'm going to say three. Not three. I'm going to go higher than three. I'm going to say we've only seen about three or two or three or four. I'm going to say seven. No. Do you want to take a guess, Bob? Uh, five. Five is wrong. It's four. Because ah. this is the fourth victim. We've actually seen each victim. Okay. Um, so they also say the name of this victim. Does anybody know the name of this victim? No, I just feel bad. Well, I'll take a guess because I know that Miguela gets yeah, this is uh, yeah. Miguela. Miguela. Yeah, it says it on the thing. It's um, or it either does either says it or it cuts right to like her. In the hospital, yeah. Sonia's sister, who also works at Grigri. Um, Denny makes Kaz breakfast, and I also notice she's wearing a very cool pink chess sweater, mm-hmm. which is pretty neat. Mm. Um, Kaz, out of nowhere, um, tells Denny he can't have sex. I can't do it, think about it, or even look at it. <laughs> that's fine you could just live with denny as a platonic friend <laughs> you yeah you're unhoused right now um why did you have to go and be so nice to me denny laments yeah she, like she's normally used to hanging out with men who are awful to her or women that are awful to her honestly <laughs> yeah yeah, Denny explains the concept of a non-sexual friendship to Kaz, and he is all about it. He gets really <laughs> excited when he like she like explains like, "Oh, we don't have to have sex. I could just live free in your house." Mm-hmm. And he's like all but like jumps up in the air and is like, "Yeah." Yeah, the this scene is there's a problem here in the screenplay because the the entire tension between these two is like outside it's never like in a rom-com that they want to be together from the onset but there's a problem keeping them apart it's like they don't grow together as like a couple they want to be in a relationship right from the get-go yeah or the other um like motif where it's like they hate each other in the beginning and Mm -hmm. they get to know each other and slowly become they're just instantly like they she hates him and then she loves him yeah it's a very like quick transition sometimes in the same scene there's a transition (laughs) so yeah now it's montage time this is the second needle drop from our house band in this movie um intimate strangers is um the name of the band, I believe, or the name of this particular Good track. Stuff. Um, they kind of sound like Genesis to me. Like, I th- yeah, yeah they, it was very Genesis sounding. Yeah, right? maybe a little better than Genesis. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, sound off in, in the Instagram Shots comment. Fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I liked this song. Yeah, I, we're, at, I, we're at war with Genesis mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have written here all of the set pieces from the montage. So um, how about we go around and try to name them? You can get a point for each one you name. We'll start with whoever's at the lowest okay, score. Okay, that's me. And then we'll just go around this way. All right. They go to, they they play on some, like a jungle gym. Yep, they hang on a jungle gym. I Is that a one point? Mm-hmm. Great. Do you have a? 
Yeah, there's a scene where they're walking down a sidewalk with a balloon. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think the set piece, I think it's a sidewalk, but I just remember like the balloon being pretty prominent. Yeah, De- yeah. There, I saw a pan shot where Denny is holding a balloon and Kaz gives her a flower from his pocket. Mm-hmm. Is that one? Um, well, f- okay. I need to comment on both of the previous ones. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the jungle gym um appears to be in union square yeah in new york which i don't like i guess i haven't been there in a while i don't know if there is a jungle gym there or if this was a thing in the 80s i don't know but i just it just, point, like just a, throwing that out there any mm-hmm. lovers would be underneath this jungle gym. yes jungle yeah. Gym. Yeah. we're a we're it's a philly adults. podcast you can't expect us to remember new york yeah yeah we geography don't yeah, we don't yeah. Have these things. <laughs> mm-hmm. um and then you mentioned the blue isn't it but isn't it like like seven balloons it's like a huge thing of balloons because i remember thinking it was absurd the, the amount of balloons that she had or maybe it was just one and I'm just i can't remember i just remember thinking crazy. how prominent balloons were in this movie there were not not since killer clowns have yes. you seen so many balloons mm-hmm. um okay for my answer i will say i believe a hot dog stand do they eat hot dogs yep they eat each other's hot dogs yes, <laughs> yes. um how, pro- how promiscuous yeah but yeah. but there's a really interesting blog. I don't know if they're still out or they're still working, but it's called um, On the Set of New York, where um, they go and they take pictures contemporaneously of Manhattan and compare them to shots that are in different movies. I have not scrolled down to the Jungle Gym yet. It's in the, oh, here it is. Here's the Jungle Gym. The What it claims is the... Um, the thing is uh, Washington Square Park in Greenwich Village. Mm-hmm. So um, is, is which part? is the jungle gym? I'm sorry. Is the jungle? I think that's what I meant. Thank yeah. God we got this cleared up. Imagine <laughs> yeah. the firestorm of yeah. So <laughs> so then yeah. Each and all. So actually, the balloon is Bleecker Street between Seventh Avenue and Jones Street of in course. Manhattan. Again, these specifics don't mean a ton to us, but I actually do use this in another part of the thing. But we need to get back to the montage. Steve, do you remember any other specifics from the montage? No, but I'm going to take a shot anyway. Oh, okay. Let's say, does he play the saxophone at any point? Yes. Yes. Um, Kaz busks in the park accompanied by Denny on an imaginary stand-up bass. Yeah, she was in the background. That was really fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, I just remember this when you mentioned it. Um, they use like the almost exact shot for Manhattan, another like yep. Diane Keaton reference, where it's the the uh, the bench under with the bridge above them. Yep, sunset on the Queensboro Bridge, like um, on the, the Manhattan side. Yeah, almost the exact shot from the poster of Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, they mention it a little bit on the blog as well. Um, there is um, at least one more. So, do you want to try, Bob? Um, I, they're with the naked cowboy in Times Square. <laughs> no, I don't think so. So I'll give you guys one more shot at it. Okay. Does, does Kaz like put down his jacket on a puddle that she walks over? <laughs> that's no, guess. that's a good guess. Yeah. No, there's two specific ones that I have here that, um, that, uh, jump out. Cause there were one or two that like, Nothing happened, and I'm like, well, I'm not including that one. But there are two that are very specific enough that I definitely could think could be an answer. Yeah, I think I'm out too. Okay, so time. they get ice cream. Um, okay. They, I think Kaz has like much more scoops than Denny, or oh, one of them has oh, like yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, I do. Remember. And Top then, the and then there's a spot where they're one of them is blowing up a balloon, and the other one is like reading a paper. 
And like it's yeah, <laughs> As it's, one does. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a fun montage though. I like that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I had this gag when I was like a eight or nine year old, where in every photo I would pretend that I was reading a paper. <laughs> so I would I like in so You'd many pantomime I'm like, them. Yeah, I'm just holding my hands, Your hands in, out front in front of me, <laughs> and I'm looking intently as if I were reading. Oh, wow, and you committed to that? <laughs> yeah, I did. A, there's like hundreds years. of photos, not for 15 years, but like <laughs> two years, and maybe. Mm-hmm. So we moved from this very um, fun and sort of fancy-free montage scene to Miguela's hospital room yeah. where um, the police captain and Sonia are there. Um, another jarring shot as the movie shifts between zany rom-com to CSI-esque human tragedy. Um, he, um, The police captain asks the doctor if she remembers anything yet. He says, not yet, but we have to do something in this scene. So she gets to flashback in. Um, Sonia asks her, did you get a look at his clothes or his hands? Which is a crazy thing to ask somebody. (laughs) Like, why not his face? Unless he had like a a giant like mole on his hands that there's nothing else that would really distinguish. Yeah. And I I think if I remember correctly, this flashback plays into the mystery science theater joke where they say, oh, I had cheesecloth over my eyes when this yeah. was happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, this this is filmed on a dirty, uh, through a dirty, like, um, aquarium that you get on yeah. Craigslist for free. Um, no, Mige- um, Miguela says, when she asked that, did he have, did you notice his clothes or his hands? She says, he didn't have any hands, which is wrong. Yeah. It's untrue that he did have, he had two hands. If anything, she'd have been like, oh, it looks like he had a bunch of giant rubber hands on. Mm-hmm. So out in the hallway, Sonia says she had a vision of what Miguel was seeing, which was, until she said that, wasn't clear to me. Mm-hmm. Even in this yeah. most recent viewing, that when she touched her sister in the bed while she had the vis- um, while she had the flashback, Sonia also saw what her sister saw. Okay, we, we did skip something from the beginning, which is that when they were in the shop earlier, Sonia like, points out that she the, the phone rings and she knows who it is before... Um, Danny picks it up. So they're giving us some sort of idea. They're setting up that she has these like psychic powers. Yeah, which again, like the movie touches on mysticism a lot. Right. They could have done more to like being like, oh, Sonia's always been this way or she's always right. had like a sixth sense about this or something. Right. But like, yeah, that was not obvious to me at first either. Yeah. yeah. No. My com- Don't take my comments as proof that the movie is good. I'm just, uh, you know, giving Classic a little movie. bit. There's yeah, also a that. scene which uh, when they first enter the hospital room she uh, and she's concerned about her sister, she asks the doctor like, what's wrong? What happened? And the doctor's response is she had a traumatic shock dude she's covered in bruises and has a black eye be more mm-hmm. descriptive she's asking how her sister is right yeah. now be more descriptive mm-hmm. that's just that's just very like oh she had a traumatic sh- she fainted she was just <laughs> oh my distress. like yeah like this, something happened and she just her heart couldn't take it mm-hmm. yeah so again back we got to get zany again so we cut to the first of several times we see charles called denny from a payphone. Um, he doesn't ca- catch her this time, though. He gets her answering machine. Does anybody remember her answering machine? Like, um, like uh, I forget what that's called. The answering machine, like, recorded message. I remember this because I made a comment about it. But um, she's like, hi, it's Denny. It's Tuesday. Yep. Uh, it's Hi, it's Denny. It's Tuesday. Don't hang up. Beep. So she must change her voicemail every day. <laughs> yeah, either that or, yeah, it's like a gonzo voicemail. Like, it could be confusing <laughs> if it's like that every day. Yeah. Um, 
So um, we cut to like the... Usually it's the person leaving the message who's like, hey, I'm calling you. It's a Tuesday mm-hmm. at six o'clock to give like a timestamp for it. It's not like when you're leaving a message or when you ha- you're having the message machine record it, you don't have to tell the person who's calling what day it is. They know what day it is. <laughs> yeah. So we cut to the corner where the fixer was on before. Uh, Denny sees... Um, it's Kaz and Denny are there. And Denny sees like little sunglass pins or something at the place next to fixer. And says, oh, this I've been looking for these all over the place, which not only do they seem like something that would be easy to find, Mm -hmm. but they don't seem very interesting. It's mainly so that we can get a convenient excuse for Fixer and Kaz to have an aside where Denny isn't paying attention Mm -hmm. because she must really barter with this person selling these little pins (laughs) because she's there for a long time. Um, My next question is, um, Fixer has a new sign. Does anybody remember what it is? And I can give you a hint. The the customer before um, Kaz walks up is like upset with the service that um, she they get because of it. It's different than the Fixer's elixirs. Now he's hawking something else. Is this when he's trying to predict the future, like be a psychic? Yeah. Do you remember specifically what he uses? Okay. Um, uh, this is where he's uh, he's selling fixers mixers uh, for like mixed drinks. No, that's no. a good guess. <laughs> um, so he's doing tarot readings. Mm-hmm. It says astrology and numerology, and a drawing of a hand with a palm with palm written on it. So I guess palm reading, but it just says palm on a on a on like the little like turkey like outline drawing of a hand that you do in in like middle in like grade school. Fixer doesn't want to help him since he has no money, but um, he says, "Oh no, you went and fell in love." So he professional courtesy dictates that he at least like gives it a try. For my next question, what do they use to see into Kaz's past? crystal doorknob yep a crystal ball door handle i, I laughed at that yeah i appreciate, yeah. I appreciated that it's just like still attached to a door yeah as well it's like in his suitcase yeah mm-hmm. yeah that it's fun and it talk about like easy set dressing that adds a lot to the story yeah i remember my grandparents house having a lot of those doorknobs too so like it felt like it might have been a staple for that time period as mm-hmm. well yeah, so now we have um, a different flashback with a differently dirty um, aquarium. This one's a little pinker. Um, so we um, cat, and we also, I think, it, we have like mystery science theater esque, like talking over the flashback too, yeah. fr- by Fixer and Kaz, like, "Hey, that's me." And it's like, <laughs> um, so what is the name of the girl in the vision? I, I'll take first name because BB. Yeah. yeah, it's BB. Um, she comes up a couple times. It's BB Chaskaluska is i think the last name um she brings kaz beyond a beaded curtain while the rest of the cast from stand by me stand (laughs) right on the other side of it and this happens sometimes in movies where people treat beaded curtains like they're like it's like a door (laughs) like impassable impassable. like like i guess they're just watching don't you hate it when you like are running and you slam your face into a beaded curtain (laughs) yeah um so the the this they did um they don't get very far though bb and kaz um bb's grandmother comes in um what language does the grandmother speak and i'm only using this as a thing because somebody says like she's speaking i believe it was romanian yep she's speaking romanian 
And um, I think you all knew this question was coming. What is the name of the curse? He gets the Pazatsky. Yeah, he gets Pazatsky'd. And keep that in mind because there's going to be like four more Pazatsky questions <laughs> that help us shed a little bit of light on do people know what a Pazatsky is? Yeah. So I did. I did. I, do, I do. I did I've the, seen the movie. I did the due diligence. If you Google Pazatsky, this is the only thing that comes up. Really? It was made the at least the spelling that I can find okay. online is specific to this movie. Obviously, there are different like myths about curses and demons and stuff. Yeah. But this Pazatsky like name from what I can tell is specific to my demon lover and things making fun of my demon lover. We might SEO like pretty high on this if I include the word Pazatsky in this like um yeah, the description of this move uh, sound, this podcast. It sounded like something that should have been real because and your definition or your uh, description earlier about the them not wanting it to be a werewolf, they wanted to make something original monster wise. I thought they did a good job with that until I realized it wasn't a thing. Like it wasn't even a demon. It's a Pazatsky and yeah. it's supposed to be something distinctive. Yeah, mm-hmm. not a demon as you said. Her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now Fixer has an idea of what's ailing Kaz. So back in the present, Fixer yells at him to drop his pants, but instead he just shows him his navel. So mm-hmm. it's just very strange. Uh, there was another couple seeing this exchange. Can't you see I'm busy? If you can't take this, go back to Jersey. The lone Jersey joke in this movie, mm-hmm. which does make, it makes sense when you do a Jersey joke in Manhattan because you can just cross the bridge yeah. like back into Jersey. It's confusing when it's like L.A. jokes about like people in L.A. about Jersey. G-Love of G-Love and Special Sauce is a big fan of this movie because he's not going, oh, back, not to going back to Jersey. Not going back to Jersey, yeah. <laughs> G-Love from Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, so um, the next question I have are, what are the rules about the curse Fixer says to him? Um, it's pretty much one thing like specific that he mentions here okay well when you become sexually aroused you turn into a demon he actually doesn't say like a new rule i'm sorry specific to like the curse well they've found he points to his navel and says if you get stabbed in your navel you will die yeah (laughs) which that's true of anyone yeah 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 if you um especially something made out of yeah it's uh it's a metal the specific metal is it iron? No, Cobalt. you can have, you can have the point Great. for that. Does anybody remember what specifically the um, the material that you shouldn't be stabbed in? Like as you said, if you got stabbed in the navel with anything, you're not in great shape. But there's a specific material. I mean, canonically for demons, it would be like cold iron. Mm-hmm. But that is does not sound like what it is. No, no, no. We'll save the cold iron talk for when we do Rotor. <laughs> okay. Um, the main character of the movie Rotor. It's um, not silver because that's werewolf. That's werewolf. No, that's werewolf, and that's different. No, um, it's not like a demon sword specifically. Nope, it's okay. especially something made out of flint. Oh, oh, Emma said tin. Okay, well, no, not a lot of things are made out of flint. That's usually yeah. just used to start fires. Yeah, right? it's, it's, yeah. except for the Flintstones. Yeah, hey. uh, isn't <laughs> flint like? Like flaky, yeah, like it is flinty. Like, yeah. you, you kind of chip at it with a with a knife. I yeah. watched Survivor uh, mm-hmm. to to make a fire and to get sparks going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, were you asking about the other rule? Because there's another rule he gives. Um, so the next question okay. is, huh. how does he say he exercises the demon? 
So you have to do a selfless deed, mm-hmm. and then it, the demon will go into the person closest. <laughs> to, cl- I got the sense I couldn't understand if it was closest in proximity or closest emotionally, like socially. I guess it's like the person who means the most to you. I don't know. It seems like a really random rule. Yeah, so um, Fixer says you have to do something noble to scare the devil out of you. So our hero has not done anything noble since he was in middle school. Because it doesn't say anything about him doing something noble in pursuit of removing the demon. In fact, it might be easier to do something noble if you aren't doing it for self selfish reasons like trying to exercise a demon. Yeah, you could you could argue that him telling this ruins his chances of yeah. getting rid of this demon. <laughs> Especially because he knows that if he, he does the selfless act, the demon will fly into another person. Yeah. So by definition, anything that would get rid of the demon is not a selfless act. Yeah, I do, yeah, I, I do kind of love movies where there's a mysticism tied with morality. Like the original Shaggy, do- D- uh, Shaggy Dog had to do with like he would be a dog until he did a good deed. And then I remember this this TV show on Nickelodeon from the 90s that was like 100 Good Deeds of Eddie, Eddie McDowell. McDowell yeah. So like it, it's all the, this idea and it's probably based off that. But the idea that like mysticism is tied in with morality. Who decides what's a good deed? Is mm-hmm. there like a council yeah. somewhere on another plane being like, okay, was that good enough? Or was it selfish because he's trying not to be a demon anymore? Like mm-hmm. who decides what's the bar? I, I just, I love that because it's just so funny to me about like what what we decide is good versus evil. There's, yeah, I, there's no room for gray area. Oh, no. BB's grandmother is the one who decides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's judge, jury, and executioner. Mm-hmm. Um, does she see what... Uh, does she, is she watching everything? Does she know when he does a good deed? And it's like, okay, well, he finally did it. I decided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, I have it written here. Also, the devil jumps into the person you care most about. You get the cure. They get the curse. Which is not true. Yeah. Yeah, it's not what happens mm-hmm. later in the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, back to Charles in the phone booth. Possibly he's never left. Um, Hi, hi Denny's Machine. Listen, I've got tickets tonight for the command performance for Lady Di and Prince Charles, (laughs) Carnegie Hall, um, stars Sylvester Stallone doing Dickinson's, Krishkanoff dancing, twin piano magic of Ferrari and Teshnir, which are all real things. Obviously, Lady Di and Prince Charles... Um, a command performance is a special performance of a concert or play that's done at the request of an important person. Oh, okay. So Lady Di and Prince Charles are in town, so they're doing the special oh, performance. Okay, I thought sense. it was at like Carnegie a performance Hall. that was just mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, <laughs> just I, the royals. Like. I know in 2020 there was a Princess Di musical that was stifled yeah. by the pandemics. I thought like Sylvester Stallone was playing Prince Charles. No, <laughs> in this it seems like it's like a variety show, and Stallone is going to do Dickens. Like I guess yeah. a performance of Dickens. Like he just, a, he's just gonna read a tale for two cities I on guess stage. So, yeah. It was hey, the best uh, of t- yeah. Front yeah. Yeah. Best of times, worst of times, quick. Yeah, hey, uh, best of times. Hey you boy, what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> the spirits uh, did it all one night. I don't know. Yeah. I'm more of an Edgar Allan Poe guy. Yeah. Um but then yeah, there's the other is um Krisnikov dancing, so like that's like just the particular um and then the twin piano magic of Ferranti and Tashir. I'm not familiar with them, but apparently, around they w- it would have been kind of like hack at this point. But like for like a 50 year period, 
they would do dueling piano covers of like pop and classical songs and so more effort was put into writing that scene than the rest of the movie yeah (laughs) possibly i should have named this movie my demon obscure stuff from the 50s (laughs) back at denny's apartment um she um says she gets home early and we also reveal we kind of mentioned it before that apparently she works at a pet shop the one and only time the words pet shop appear in the movie yeah talk about rocky Adrian works at a pet shop in the movie Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaz is planning a birthday for her. Did anybody catch the sign in the back that says when this is relative to her birthday? Because it says happy birthday, but then there's like a little like sign that he adds there. Yeah, I think it's happy birthday, Denny, a week later. Yeah, it says, um, yeah, happy birthday. It says Denny a week late, a week too late. A week too late. But later... She says it's not even her birthday. Um, this suggests that a year has passed since the <laughs> opening scene where her ex-boyfriend Chip attacked her apartment while she was trying to throw a birthday party for herself. Or it's only been like a week since that happened. I think it's been a week. Okay, so it's only been like a couple of days. That's yeah, that, that's okay. what I picked up. It's like this is their platonic relationship happening because the the mangler's still mangling. I didn't think he took a year off. I guess yeah. So all this has happened like in like a couple of days. Like Kaz is now. Yeah, you saw the montage, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess mm-hmm. so. Um, there was that part where they like watched the, the ball drop. Yeah. They, like, yeah. you saw the they sun like rise. filed their taxes in March. <laughs> the sun rose mm-hmm. and the moon went up in the background yeah. really fast. Denny starts to put the moves on Kaz, but he deflects um, by giving her her present, which is her television. Yeah. Um, they start making out on the couch. Uh, what is the first thing that happens to Cass when he transforms in this scene? This is more like the howling-esque scene where not only does he like transform, we get to like see the little transformations happen. The first uh, kind of part of him that changes. Is this when he's laying on top of her and the ridges start popping up on his back? That does happen, but it's not the first thing that happens. Uh, he His eyebrows get bushier. Uh, no, I don't actually know if that's one of the things I wrote down. Do you have a guess, Bob? I, I th- Does his hands, do his hands change? His hands don't change. No, the first My thing necklace. that happens is his ears retreat into his head. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. That's yeah. so weird. It would have made sense if it was the hands, because so far all we know about the killer, and they keep trying to give us a red herring, is that it's the hand. So if well, like, his depending... hand had reached over and had been like the, the, the mangler hand we saw, that would have been that would have made more sense. Well, one of his victims thinks he doesn't have hands. That's so, true. Yeah. <laughs> or um, ears. Yeah. Um, I'm still thinking Danny, uh, Kaz is the mangler, because all <laughs> those red herrings are tricking me. Uh, he runs into the bathroom and takes a cold shower. She gets into the shower, too, and they kind of have a little like argument. He reluctantly tells her about his curse, which I guess implies that he thinks she would know what a Pazaski is. Um, he does this like whole thing where he like refuses to but say what it is. She does appear to know what a Pazaski is. I think everyone is. knows what a Pazaski yeah, is. Yeah, everyone <laughs> seems to know what a Pazaski is because at one because when he finally says it, he's like, "I'm a Pazaski." She doesn't say, what is that? <laughs> she says, "Like, oh, what are you like, just kidding around with me or something like that." No, because he does have to explain it. I have it written here. He's guys. It's okay. a Pazaski, like being possessed by the devil, only worse. 
but it is being possessed by a devil. So it's, it's like no a Romanian de- devil. Like maybe, <sighs> like thank God he's not possessed by the Jersey devil. Maybe and it's just yeah, this one know. specific one. Yeah. He Even also gets, it seems to be he's possessed by multiple devils, to be honest, because different characters keep popping up, but I yeah. guess it's one. Yeah, for the first time in the movie, she gets mad at a man for lying to her, but it's also technically the first time that a man in a movie has not been lying to her. <laughs> and she's reached her breaking point. Yeah. I support her. She picked a bad time, because any time before or after this would have been the right time. <laughs> As as like um, somebody who has like um, knows a little bit more about what's yeah, going on. Yeah, don't tell her what to feel. Yeah, <laughs> um, he uh, tells her he can transform right now, and tells her to kiss him, um, and imitates a chicken, like because he's like, oh, "What are you yeah. chicken? Yeah, like, yeah, what are you chicken? Yeah, yeah. Put your mouth where your mouth is. Yeah, talk about <laughs> talk about sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> chonka, chonka, chonka. yeah, yeah, chonky chonk. yeah, yeah, chunky chunk. Yeah. Um. So they start getting into it. Like they go to Denny's bed. Did anybody catch the type of slippers that Denny's wearing? I loved him. She was wearing bear slippers. Yeah, little then, bear slippers with claws on. And them. again, she had these earrings. One was a dog, and one was a dog bone. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Um. We get our the howling esque transformation scene, and I noted three specific things that we see change while they're both laying on the bed, and right before the demon face is revealed. Did anybody catch the three things? Um. Well, we get the spikes on his back. Spikes on his back are one stolen. Um, he gets real hairy. Um, that's a werewolf. Yeah, yeah. that's a werewolf. It's that's not one of them. Oh. Well, he is hairier. Yeah. Um, he starts to howl at the moon. Yeah. Does <laughs> Does anybody? Um, not this demon. This is the demon that's totally hairless. You remember he's sort of the rounder, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, there's no hair on that I'm demon. I'm, so. I'm checking the tape. I'm going back. All right. <laughs> Um, no, the, if no one has any more, uh, I mean, I'll take a guess. Yeah. I, does he start to get bigger? Yeah, I'll give that to you. His buttocks expand. Oh, okay. 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 And the, then, oh. I, I want to contest that because the demon is smaller than him when it cuts back to him, despite the butt. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a tinier, it's not him in the suit. It's like a smaller person. Yeah. But I, those are one of the All things right. that happens. All right. And then, can you guess the third thing? Uh, I'm going to guess his hands again. Uh, no, not his hands. <laughs> I get it this time with the hands. No. The third thing is all his hair falls out. Mm. Like, oh. in the, the back of his hair. Like, it kind of, like, yeah. So it's his, the opposite of what so as, as we oh, like, got hair. As we pan up, his buttocks expands, the spines start to grow along his back, and then his hair falls off. That's just puberty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that spine thing happens to guys mm-hmm. during puberty. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I took note that his uh, demon form just looked like a melted troll goblin. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> or and, who's the guy from uh, Goonies again? Oh, um, oh, hey, you guys. Yeah, that's, uh, I can't think of that part. I can't think of his name. I keep saying Crank? Chunk. Crunk? No. no, I keep saying Chunk, but that's the kid's name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, um, oh, man, this is embarrassing. Greech? No, that's... I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm going to have to look this one up. Okay. Because it's... Um, yeah, he looks like the guy from the Goonies. Yeah, he does. Um, he goes full goblin mode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, De- um, De- Denny seems to think this too. Sloth. Oh, Sloth, yeah. yes. Yeah, he does look a lot like Sloth. Um, Denny also seems to think that he's gone full goblin mode because she's really freaked out. But this version 
is not really like violent or anything. He's more into like jokes and impressions. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a stand-up comedian. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he also references a filmmaker in this scene. Did anybody remember which filmmaker he references? <sighs> Spielberg? Is yeah, Spielberg? he does. Yeah. yeah, He's like, what do you think? I'm doing this to impress Steven Spielberg, <laughs> which is John Landis would make more sense if this is like a howling sort of werewolf ripoff. But I guess they were trying to avoid the werewolf thing. It's like special effects, maybe. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. it's like almost like it's if Denny, I think because Denny's like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm not this isn't a joke. I'm not making this up. We, like, we touched on this earlier. This was confusing because yes. <laughs> he looks, he doesn't look like a demon in this one. He just looks like, yeah, he looks like a frumpy, like goblin or troll or something. And melted troll goblin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, like, I first, what I thought was happening was, oh, okay, they're showing us that he's not the mangler because, like, in other times we had, like, glimpses of claws and like teeth and things like that and it's like oh this is what he turns into the demon is something else and then well i guess we're going to get into it but it's not consistent he does not look like this Mm -hmm. at other times and i found it very confusing yeah this was my least favorite part of the movie honestly because they wanted to do something different i guess and i just then at that point, say he had multiple demons in him. Say there was a lot of different personalities trying to get out. That would explain why he thinks he's an alien from Venus. That would explain why he has these other personalities later. Like Interesting. have him be so overwhelmed by all the different types of demons that pop out. Like let a Pazoski be like a, a, a horde of demons that are stuck inside mm-hmm. of him. Because then all that would have made sense. Otherwise, he's just someone different each time. And we had no idea who this demon actually was. Like he's possessed by something. We never get to really see who that possessor was because it was everything. It's like a split scenario. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like Sid mm-hmm. 6.0 with all the oh, different Oh, yeah, Sid 6.0, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's the one thing, like a simple line of, you're going to turn into demons, there'll be different ones. Like, mm-hmm. fine. If Fixer had said that, we would have all been okay. Yeah, talk one, about one a them, Fixer. And mm-hmm. one of them's trying to get a tight ten in. But. Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's confusing is, the again, the possession. Like, they're not just him. Like, yeah. like they're not hit. Like the, sometimes it's him and sometimes it's not. Right? Yeah, it's confusing because in in the later scenes it's like he has no control over it at all. But then Chuck later seems to have full control over it. So yeah, and when he's fighting Chuck later, he seems to have control over mm-hmm. it. It's yeah. just yeah, the rules don't make sense. No, but they really put on a show in this scene. Denny's freaking out, and Kaz is making jokes and animal noises. Charles calls, and there's like. Um, hanging up and picking up the phone. Um, Kaz slips out the window. So I guess every window in her apartment has a fire escape in it because he already escaped out of the other window. (laughs) So many windows. Yeah. I Uh, also like the part where she's like trying to, I think, or she's trying to change him back and she's overwhelmed by what's happening. And so she's trying to get him in the shower, thinking that will change him back if he takes a cold shower. And Mm -hmm. it was just, Something that a choice that she made that was very much in her character where she started treating him like a dog. She's like, come on, boy, come on, come on, get in the shower, get in the shower. And I'm like, that's in character for her. I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, just like Kaz escaping Denny's apartment, we're going to escape this round. Also, her dog ran away. She's not on the bottom floor. No, her dog, dog is. Yeah, they're that's also it. escaping out the fire escape. Yeah, oh. how did that dog get out of the Yeah, I mean, it was like the shaggy DA. The dog <laughs> jumped out and slid down on a rope. Yeah, punched somebody and then yeah. ran out. 
All right, the score at the end of the round. Did, was there more? Or, okay, I'm ending this round then. The, the score at the end of the round is me with 11 points, Bob with 12 points, and just a little bit uh, ahead of everyone else with 21 <laughs> points is Mo. <laughs> well, there's Close still, game. Yeah, there's still plenty of game left a whole nother round. So the next day, Sonia returns to the police station to tell the captain that she thinks that the mangler is the devil, but he doesn't believe her because that's kind of a weird thing to assume Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, no evidence. Yeah. Yeah, so Denny returns to the park where a different couple is having the same montage as her and Kaz, including the um, intimate stranger montage. So could people hear that while it was happening for Mm -hmm. them? Like, was the music diegetic? Because we definitely do hear it, like, softer while the two people are playing in the jungle gym and she's looking on. Yeah, I really don't think that jungle gym was made for children. We don't see any children on it. No, we only see exactly one heterosexual couple using it. Wait wait a minute. Mark, are you are you saying you've never heard the intimate stranger music? No. That plays I, I, when you're doing a romantic montage? I haven't been to Manhattan in a long you've while. You've never had a romantic so montage? Not, <laughs> come no, on. Not, intimate stranger, everyone knows. And you find yourself in one scene automatically, you're in the other mm-hmm. part of the city, and you don't know how you got there? Yeah, you wind up on that jungle gym. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wrote down some of the... We've already gone past it. I wrote down some of the lyrics. Because oh, nice. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, Let the spirit world inside protect yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's some real AI like esque like responses. Write a write a song for the My Demon Lover um, movie is the is the sub is the prompt. Um, Yeah, so we also get a shot of her mistaking another unhoused person with a similar crazy jacket as Kaz to be Kaz, Um, and. She returns to her apartment and finds a gift left by Kaz. Does anybody remember what the gift was? They are actually objects that were involved in the previous... um, It was um, objects that were involved in the montage, the previous montage with Kaz and Denny. Is it the, the big ice cream cone? No. Do you guys have a guess? Or the no? hot dogs. No. Uh, balloon? Yep. It's a um, a rose tied to a balloon. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. I don't remember. It was yeah. just a guess. <laughs> it's a balloon-centric yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this and Is it up. 99 Red Bull? Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, it does seem like a weird um, like thing to leave. And it's also weirder that like Kaz is like must have left that like seconds before she came back because he's like now trying to sneak out out. but then she sees him and they like sort of reunite um they go to a bar to talk he reveals that he thinks that he's the mangler denny is really dismissive of this but it makes a ton of sense if you only know the things that they know (laughs) like they know that he becomes a demon and who has magic powers um, above human strength and doesn't seem to be able to control himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to have seen him like with a whiteboard and some red string trying to figure out if he was horny uh, around the, the times of every murder that happened. Mm-hmm. So he can't remember when he turns into the demon? That's what he says. Because he, he, like, he does. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 No, because well, there's sometimes later on where he turns into the, the, the doting mother or woman demon. He mm-hmm. does not remember that. 
but then he's himself again he sometimes he is and sometimes he's not it does not yeah. make sense yeah i'm only going off of what he says but you're right sometimes it seems like he does remember but he straight up says he doesn't remember so um at the bar charles is hitting on girls and runs into sonia who almost unintentionally gives him some good advice about not going to a bar to pick up women, which does seem like good advice for him. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. maybe go to a cafe or maybe go to mm-hmm. like a, a singles meetup or something. Or an anti-harassment like seminar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Charles talks about being born in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, so finish this line. Uh, I was born in Philadelphia. I mean, in the city proper, lots of people who say they were born in Philadelphia really means the suburbs like blank, but I was actually born in the city. Balakinwood. Balakinwood, <laughs> yeah, Bal- shout out. Balakinwood, um, famously the um, area where Kobe Bryant lived. Uh, he was on the middle school and high school basketball teams in the Balakinwood. Where my dad grew up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, just as famous. Well, you know. Not yeah. the city proper? Yeah. No, he was ROP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so um those two couples um charles and sonia and kaz and denny meet up at the bar and we hear that kaz and sonia know about each other which brings up a question so does sonia know that kaz was a homeless weirdo at the like that has been living in denny's apartment for the last week i guess so she knows about kaz but does she know about like what kaz's deal is I would assume so, but I, I we don't know that for sure. If if you're introducing someone that you care about to a friend, you have to tell them that they turn into a demon. <laughs> like that's that's one oh one. Like oh like yeah. women just, tell each other everything. So. I just wanna warn you, he does turn into a demon. <laughs> yeah. Like I know it's a little bit awkward. Tell tell your friend. I had an uncle who turned into a demon. Yeah. All yeah. right. That's great. <laughs> tell your friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at the table, Sonia wakes the devil in Kaz um, enough to initiate the final <sighs> act of this movie. Um, so this is a good part to distinguish whether or not Kaz has control in this moment because he's either an asshole or a super asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So um, what does Sonia do right after she meets Denny and Kaz? They, they, like the next place they go. All right. Uh, they go to Grigri. Yep. Because they need to get the stage prop of Destiny. Yeah. The um, thing that's like a sword, but it's like very stubby. But also very wide, the post large. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did anybody yeah. remember the name of it? Just out of curiosity, I I didn't even have this as a question. But sword of demon slaying. No, it's the sword of Asmodeus, demon slayer. There's no. a there's a there's a colon on the sword of Asmodeus, <laughs> co- demon slayer. So Asmodeus is the name of a demon yes. in mm-hmm. Ibrahimic teaching. Yeah. Yep. I loved it. I thought he was great in the Pope's Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't think Asmodeus was a demon slayer. No. Um, Charles reads the card that's right under the sword as Sonya takes it off. Sword of Asmodeus, demon slayer. What's that? 
I think it's what it says on the tin, <laughs> Charles. I think it's the sword of Asmodeus, the demon slayer. That's yeah. going to speak for itself. Yeah. yeah, he gets real nervous. Like, he is not playing it cool. Like, no. Charles <laughs> starts to sweat, yeah. and you're like, oh, I think I see where this is yeah, going. Yeah, it's like, keep that away from my navel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know, it's probably sword of Asmodeus is the name, and then demon slayer's like, like so we know what it does. It's like this is a demon slayer. Yeah, it has a mm-hmm. subtitle. Yeah. Maybe it's just a coincidence and the person who used the sword's name also happened to be Osmodius. <laughs> he was like yeah, John Osmodius of, yeah, the, yeah. of the New Denton Osmodius. <laughs> yeah. But this is the part where the, he, she's supposed to mention it's made out of flint, right? Because that never comes back. Uh, and she doesn't. I'm just saying this is the part where she's supposed to. I think something... I, I might have it written down. I think something in the final act might mention that it's made of flint. Okay. But, but um, maybe somebody just asked, like, that's not made of flint, is it, or something like that. But yeah. Yeah, I think Charles does say that Yeah, when he sees it. Yeah, okay, Denny cool. and Kaz go back to um, Denny's place, and they once again make Kaz transform. Uh, this time, it's complete question mark. At least it's a different shaped demon than the last time. I think it's Jim Carrey this time. Yeah, now we see some exorcist poltergeist effects with stuff flying around the mm-hmm. room. Great. Yeah. This was absurd. I yeah. was like, like this whole scene, it was like the thing. Like he gets, like, like he's like melting yeah. at one point. Mm-hmm. Like it's like there's body horror, and I'm like, what? I don't understand. Because you know, I still I not until this scene do I understand what you said earlier that like the Pazatsky is supposed to take different forms. But even in this scene, I didn't understand it. I Same. was like, well, wait, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Why is he, why is this happening? Yeah, he's like the mask. Like, yeah. He's yeah. like just an agent of chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got a couple of questions about it. Uh, the first is um, part of the possession. This time is Kaz becomes different people from Denny's life. Can you name the two people that he becomes? Um, he be the the guy that looks like Jim Carrey, who's the she describes him as the date that never ended, mm-hmm. the uh, date that wouldn't leave. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. And then it's her. It's an older woman is the second demon. It's her. Is it her mother? I wrote that. Woman? I was gonna say you already got because I I don't know for certain. Okay, it's like it's I Kathy think Bates. it's her. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's her mother. <laughs> okay, yeah. She mentions Great. that cousin Bernice got married. Like, when are you gonna get married? Mm-hmm. Okay, I've seen this movie twice, and I did not pick up that there are people in her life, and it makes sense when you describe it. It just wasn't obvious at the time. That makes more sense to me. So this demon is trying to torture her. That's what demons do. That makes sense. I, nothing else about this scene makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think she turns into peanut butter after that. But like it's uh, I. <laughs> That that, I wish that was a bit more obvious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she smashes Kaz when she's in the form of her mother in a practical effect that I thought was really great. They mm-hmm. must do a situation where it's like cut, like from the actor playing the mother to like a paper mache thing. And I paused it and re- went back a few times, and I didn't see the the cut. So it's like really good because the woman's moving, and then she smashes her head, and then it's like the paper mache full of peanut butter or whatever. Yeah. Uh, another movie that has a similar effect um, that's from this same time period that is worse. It, it's a good movie. It's a great movie, but it's a worse effect is the um, in Total Recall 
Oh, where yeah. there's the woman who takes her head oh, off two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like you can see where the like it stops being a woman's head, and now it's a paper mache like <laughs> thing. But uh, yeah, this movie it is more seamless. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then we do get the tentacles that are like the thing. Yeah, that, that is like, interesting. Oh. Yeah, but um, the, while he's trans, Kaz is transforming between like demon and parts of um, people from Denny's life. Uh, his clothes are changing, but there's one consistent clothing item. Does anybody remember what it was? Was it the uh, the mom's nightgown? No, because that wasn't the date that wasn't leaving. The date that wouldn't leave wasn't wearing the oh, nightgown. Okay. He's, he's wearing that afterwards. Yeah, he is wearing that afterwards, but yeah. Is it his red blazer? It's his red blazer, yeah. The the date is wearing that, and the mother's wearing that over the dress and stuff like that. Um, Makes and- sense. And after you kind of mentioned it, after we get that sort of thing esque like transformation and the tentacles are coming out, we get um, an animal noise that comes out of Kaz, like the hole in Kaz's body. Does anybody get remember what animal noise it is? It's a pretty like cartoonish like animal noise. So I'm assuming. Is it a moo cow? It's not a moo cow. No. Is it like an elephant? Yep, an oh, elephant yes. like trunk noise kind of comes out. So I mean, maybe it's not, but it's supposed to like that a trumpet yeah. elephanty sort of. noise. They never forget, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the meantime, this, so in, oh, sorry, sorry. This uh, this reminded me. This scene uh, reminds me of the episode of Friends where Ross thinks he's a really good musician, and he just has that keyboard that has a bunch of random noises on it, and he thinks he's an artist. I feel like the person who wrote this scene thinks they're an artist yeah. and is presenting all these really meaningful deep things but it's actually just shit yeah i thought it was like it doesn't fr- make any sense i thought it was like friends because it's like a crazy <laughs> spacious man a manhattan apartment with a bunch of windows inside of it which is also something that's from friends too yeah i mean i i thought it was friends because phoebe showed up yeah <laughs> um, monica was and started there. singing smelly cat <laughs> yeah <laughs> So in the meantime, while this transforming is going on, Sonia and Charles rush to Denny's apartment. After Kaz returns to normal, what um, for my next question, what is the feature that both Kaz and Denny share that sort of shows that all this chaos has happened? I'm trying to think of a, if there's a different word other than like feature. Are they covered in peanut butter? Not peanut butter, no. But that's sort of the idea. There's like something they're both like kind of covered with or like there's some like sort of makeup or effect on both of them that they actually both share. Their hair is tussled. Their hair is tussled, but I was looking for something a little bit different. And I I mainly bring it up because it doesn't really make any sense based on like what's happened. Do you have a guess, Bob? Are they smoking? Uh, almost they they both their faces have soot on them oh yeah which doesn't make any sense to me he kind of he explodes and that's when the peanut mm-hmm. butter pops out so i guess it was supposed to be ignition at some point yeah but, but that's that when doesn't... he has no head and then his head comes back so why would his okay. head have soot yeah and i don't wouldn't. think Hers would. and i don't think denny is like in the same room when there's the explosion and it's not a fiery explosion but yeah they both are like sooty mm-hmm. yeah i know there was no fire at all or any sort of like gunpowder or anything that's but that was my guess. It was a cartoony sort of response to something exploding. Yeah. So now they both are back to normal-ish with the soot and the dress and everything like that. And now we get Sona, Sonia's like three steps to complicated plan where she tells Denny to go to her apartment, Sonia's apartment, then has Charles go 
and get the police captain. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say anything about Kaz. Denny doesn't say anything about Kaz. So I don't know how Sonia knows that Kaz is still in her apartment. Because he lives then, there. I guess. But then while Denny is leaving to go to Sonia's apartment, Sonia sneaks into Denny's apartment to confront Kaz. Um, and then like that's, I guess, her plan. And we get a comedy shot of Kaz in a dress saying, I thought we were having a pretty important conversation here because Denny is like upset with him, even though that was their plan for them to transform. So she's like, oh, I have to go to Sonia's apartment to implement her complicated plan. That doesn't really make any sense. Um, Sonia enters Denny's apartment now, and then Charles meets up with Denny. Um, Does anybody remember when Charles meets up with Denny, um, what he says to her. How about that dinner? Uh, no, uh, or he might say something like that, but I something very specific when he, no, it's not that. I, I Steve was, <laughs> Steve was um, winding up to give his signature catchphrase, but we haven't gotten there yet. No, okay. he, he says, you shouldn't be out this late. The boogeyman will get you, and then puts a little toy whistle up to his mouth and oh. blows it in her face. Which, He's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now we drop all pretense at this point with Charles because he both lies to her about Sonia, where she is, and grabs her with the rubber hand. Um, so now back in Denny's apartment, Kaz sees Sonia, and I guess what happens here is Kaz mistakes Sonia's plan as trying to get them alone because he immediately begins to transform as well as tries to let her down gently. He says, well, look, I'm very touched, but didn't she tell you, you see, Denny and I are very much sword. What are you doing with that sword is the line that we get. (laughs) Um, And to Mr. Valentine, he, he has a better delivery than I did. I was just reading the line, but yeah, I guess so. He's like, oh, wow, Sonia's sneaking into Denny's apartment because she's interested in me. But, like, me and Denny are an item. But then he sees that she's got a sword, which if I saw that, I would say, dagger, what are you doing with that dagger? Because it doesn't look like a sword to me. it has the hilt of a sword, but then a tiny little pointy thing at the end. Yeah. I would say, what are you doing with that stage prop? (laughs) Yeah. It's like one of those retractable knives. (laughs) Yeah. Sonia says, your head would look good in my shop as Kaz flees the apartment in time to see Charles load Denny into Sonia's car. Yeah, I don't I don't care if he is a demon. The police aren't letting you keep his head on display. <laughs> yeah, so we get this pretty fun car set piece that is um, includes uh fixer fixer getting arrested by some for some petty crimes. Yeah, I think it's the same police woman who uh, Kaz chases through the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, peddling without a license, (laughs) drunk and disorderly, resisting arrest and vagrancy. Lucky for him, the cop car um, he is in sees Sonia's car drive by Central Park, and they join the um, Keystone Cops car chase. I give Sonia some points, some friendship points. She doesn't get them throughout this film, but she gets some friendship points for when she sees her friend being kidnapped. She jumps on the hood of that car. She's Mm -hmm. like, I'm not letting this thing go anywhere. So like Kaz doing it. Yeah, he's a demon. He may not die. We're not sure of the rules, but like she full on is on that car from the apartment to the park. Like She does not get off of it. Yeah. And the set piece ends when the car crashes into a body of water, um, sending um, Sonia and Kaz flying in. 
my next question um what convinces sonia that kaz is not a demon i'm not convinced but he got he gets uh stabbed with the sword or gets like brushed with yeah, it yeah. and she's he, like oh wait but you're you must not be a demon but then is he is he not yeah he gets stabbed in the shoulder with the sword okay. which and then doesn't die which she's like again uh, is it the case that there are like other demons and then Pazaski's and Pazaski's you have to specifically stab in the spot or like you're all shaking your head now <laughs> okay well we can move on yeah, yeah. let's move but on it's, yep. just, it's such a shame because they give um chuck a really huge head start because like they're all together and yeah. then he's at the castle climbing the stairs by the time they realize he's mm-hmm. gone like mm-hmm. such a head start yeah and so she says but if you're not the mangler then who is we pull out to belvedere castle a real castle in central park in manhattan yeah famously occupied by manglers yeah um <laughs> it seems like they're using a force perspective miniature or something because again shout out to the blog on the set of um, new york um the actual pictures of the there's a lot more like towers in the scene in the movie compared to what it appears to actually be and it is a real castle um there's a term for it i didn't write it down um that it's like there's a practice of building fake castles as like decorative things or like in public places and this was built in manhattan as a fake castle so but it's like life-size like you with hallways and stuff that you can walk around in. I don't know if the interiors that they filmed were actually in the castle or if it was just on the set or something. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the interior is Frankenstein's lab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's where we go right now. We go to Charles bringing Denny into the castle. Does anybody, for my next question, remember what song he's singing? Um, it's nice royalty-free music. Yeah, it's it's Give Me That Old Time Religion. Give Me That oh, Old Time yeah, Religion. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah. Nice royalty free that he can sing. Uh, again, that really to me seems like um Robert, can you like kind of just sing something while I'm like like well, while you're going like a show tune or something? Yeah, I I think it's a joke because they fly into the lake. Right? So they're in the lake and he's like that's when he starts singing it. Like it's like a baptism. Oh like that's I... sort of the impression I got. Yeah, he they're not in the lake the first time he sings it, but it's right after. Yeah. So that's possible too. But I then he also that. is that singing the, it yeah, while in, the he, castle. in the castle. Yeah, while yeah. Going up the steps. What yeah. a great time for a John the Baptist joke. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, um, so oh we get the um this is not a question, but it's an important part of the movie. We get the possibly the most famous line of this movie. Um she, he puts Denny down right in front of the castle door, and she says, just who do you think you are? And we get an excellent read from Mr. Trebor. Steve, mm-hmm. do you want to give the line? I'm the mangler. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Again, it's fun energy. It's a real dark like situation for mm-hmm. Denny to be in. Yeah, only, only to be usurped like... 20 years later in the uh, David Fincher movie Zodiac where the the bad guy says, I'm the Zodiac at the end of the movie. <laughs> a, a killer who was famously never caught. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so inside the castle, we get um, Charles really makes himself at home 
Um, he tries but fails to throw his rubber hand onto like a brazier that's by the door. Um, he hangs his coat on a suit of armor and it just falls over. He um, brings Denny upstairs. He gives her milk and cookies. He has her um, kiss his little rubber rat he calls William. And he shows her several other films, including This is the Bible. It's a little old. It needs rebinding and stuff. And this is my laboratory. For my next question, um, what is the thing that he shows her at the laboratory? Is this the part where he shows her his chloroform glove and it's like, I'm going to show you how to make one of these? Uh, that's um, earlier, I okay. think, on the... Because when would she use a chloroform glove? <laughs> like, why does like, he want to teach, teach her you that? To be a mangler, yeah, right? it was... Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, as ACDC famously said, it's TNT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says, um, what do we have um, there? Trinitrotoluene. And do you know what that is? TNT. You get a cookie. <laughs> uh, the Don't re- eat my sugar cookie. Yeah. <laughs> put, put down the cookie. Put the yeah, cookie down. Was. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, the rest of the police, including um, Kaz, Sonia, and Fixer, make their way to the castle, but the door is locked. Um, <laughs> a classic castle conundrum. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... It's a public building. <laughs> they should yeah. have access to like, yeah. oh, there's a like a guy who takes care of the castle. Yeah. He's got a big old key ring. You yeah. wouldn't have that many modern doors with that kind of lock, right? Mm. Maybe like a bar. It's like barred, yeah. yeah. Why would you build a bar onto a castle that's like a <laughs> like Especially a in a public castle. place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Just so, begging to be the park is mined. Yeah, definitely. That's a that's a got to be an episode coming up at some point. The made for TV HBO movie. So my next question here, and this is mostly so I can get one of you guys to explain it on the microphone, is so the um we know um Denny is up there with the mangler, and we can't get up there. So what is Sonia's plan to get um up there? Yeah, so she she wants to turn on <laughs> the Kaz's the demon powers by having sex with him. They yeah. have sex, um, right? Yeah. yeah, they have sex, right? Yeah, in the, yeah. In the reeds there. Yeah. By the... Well, every all the police officers watch. One mm-hmm. guy, one police officer is smiling. The reaction yeah, shots yeah. are great. Yeah, yeah. he's so sort funny. of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a it's like a still from like the. Um, the Andy Griffith show yeah. or something like that yeah. with like what Don Knox, like oh, he's got his hands on his <laughs> yeah. hips and he's yeah, like smiling. There, there's, there's one line that's key in this scene where he says, there's no way I'll get a devil. <laughs> yeah. Which is so dumb. <laughs> yeah. This, this movie, this scene, as somebody who's probably a little more down on this movie than some of you guys are, is there's a lot of stuff that I like in here. I wish you like they went they did one more pass and tightened a couple of things up and put yes. a few more things because like again i can't, there's no way i'll get a devil on like he's like i gotta be in the mood like he's uh, like Lighting. yeah the, yeah a little light, like that kind of stuff it's good mm-hmm. it's there it's just not it's it's lost among the reeds uh, yeah <laughs> the joke that they started with this is the the first joke in the movie when the writers met in the writer room they're like okay this is the joke. It's him in the demon costume with the rings 
smoking the cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> that's the joke they started with, and the rest of the movie formed itself around yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's another satire joke mm-hmm. that happens in airplane. Like satire movies do the same things this movie does. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to back up for a second to something that happened before because it made me laugh out loud, which is that when the, all the police and everybody arrives, they run up to the castle and they, um, uh, Chuck and uh, Denny go like lean out the window and he's got like a knife to her throat or something. And he says something to the effect of like, don't come any closer or like I'll cut her or he just says like don't come any closer or whatever and they cut back to the group and Kaz turns to everybody and says what are we waiting for <laughs> and they all charge forward yeah <laughs> yeah he's great in hostage negotiations yeah. <laughs> yeah well it's crazy too you're talking about like what he needs to get turned on because that's never been a problem for him in this movie um at one point, I wasn't sure if him having a demon made him hornier because when he first meets Sonia at the bar, he just turns to look at her. He might yeah. ogle her for a second, but then his eyes instantly go red, and that's how Sonia knows he's a demon or a Pazoski. But like, it seems like otherwise, again, he might just be an asshole. But he was hitting on his 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 best friend's or his girlfriend's best friend in front of his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. At first I'm like, maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and this this demon makes him hornier. But that's not the case because he has to have sex the next time to turn fully into a demon. So Yeah, it's a mess. I don't know the rules. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. the rules do change like set piece to set piece. Yeah. yeah. One thing that's confusing to me is that he, we assume that he, like his troubles in life are all because of his curse like yes like because that's what the fixer implies it's mm-hmm. like your horniness is stopping you from being a functioning member of society <laughs> but chuck seems to be doing okay like he has a job that he's keeping yeah. but these killings just started so was he just turned into the Pazatsky? we don't know yeah. he mentions also like that he knows <laughs> yeah we Phoebe. haven't gotten to that we yet, haven't gotten yeah. there but like did they just meet or was he also a child when they yeah. met? Yeah, hard to Control say. Control his urges more. I don't know, yeah. but that, it, yeah, hard to say. doesn't make any I sense. I mean, I guess it would make sense maybe if he got the curse later in life, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Not when he was a teenager. I mean, maybe right. he, maybe he met BB when they were like young adults or something, mm-hmm. and he wasn't mm-hmm. just like perpetually like stunted in his horniness right. stage of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we still we're still at Sonia and Kaz rolling around <laughs> the reeds. Oh, yeah. And we have the unnamed cop uh, looking on. I, I we are kind of already said it. Um, Great acting. Yeah, before yeah, every choice. Yeah, before everyone can watch Sonia and Kaz have sex, Charles reveals to everyone on the outside that he has a bomb. Most of them already r- run away, um, but Denny still catches a glimpse of them, and she's supposed to be my best friend. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the weirdest scene in a movie of weird scenes. <laughs> Um, and then we we already said the post postcoital cigarette gag. Um, luckily, Kaz transforms into the demon with wings this time. There was no guarantee <laughs> yeah. of that. If he was no. the bald demon, we'd be yeah. out of luck. He drank a sexual Red Bull. Yeah. Um, we get the gag um, where the sharpshooter um, says that he can't guarantee that he will. Um, he can shoot the mangler without hitting Denny. He My like God. comes up to the police chief and he's like, "Oh, can you 
get the mangler. He's like, there's no guarantee or whatever. And then he goes over to a tree for the one other gag that he has like in a few minutes. Yeah, which implies that he's still going to shoot. He's just not going to guarantee that he won't shoot the hostage. Yep, that's right. It's um, so weird. They do this gag where he like can't climb up the tree, but he doesn't do any other funny things. No, but I, I did name it in my notes after that scene. I named him Tree Eye Joe. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he just like was in this like black uniform and he was just try- like spent so much time trying to get up in that tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on the roof, Kaz with his silly like like <laughs> wings that like it's so clear that there's a grip behind like doing mm-hmm. this like waving the wings the, the director's uh child made those wings out of paper mache the night That's before yeah, so good <laughs> they're so tiny they're yeah, so they're tiny wings. Yeah, um, so Did he's able to use those tiny. To fly. <laughs> um, he's able to fly with those little tiny demon wings, and we up on the roof. Charles, for some reason, is like stroking Denny with the wick of the dynamite, mm-hmm. which doesn't make any sense. He's still not turned on, I guess. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's not a demon. Yeah, instead of Denny escaping, um, when um, Kaz lands and scares, um, like Charles away. They kind of bicker about him being with Sonia earlier with enough time for the dynamite to be shot out of Charles's hands by the sharpshooter and into Kaz's hands. Yeah. Um, so what, um, my next question I have here. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I have a question. I have many If you shoot dynamite, before. will it explode? Yes, so shooting dynamite, that's one. The answer to that is but, no, but yeah. But also... Why does a mangler who can turn into a demon and has lightning <laughs> powers, we find out soon, why is he using dynamite? Like He's a jack of what, all trades. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make any sense because he's sort of, in this scene, he's sort of bumbling around as if he's going to get foiled by Kaz. And then shortly later, we find out that he can. It was confusing enough that I actually was second guessing myself. I was like, oh, wait, maybe he's not a demon Maybe he just kills people. I thought he was a demon. Yeah. But now it seems like he's not a demon. And then he is a demon. And it's it's just not done well. I mm-hmm. think it would have made more sense if he was not a demon but had that glove the whole time. It didn't yeah. make sense that he used a glove but then he was actually a demon. Yes. I am what I thought of in the movie did not do this work I did was just that he also was kind of crazed from having a demon possess him. And this was his manic stage. Mm-hmm. So like we haven't seen it before. Okay. And again, I'm I'm doing this work for the movie right now, but like yeah. it's just it's him being crazy, and that's cartoon. Like, whereas we saw um, Kaz turn to Jim Carrey at one point, like this is his cartoony moment where he's like, stick a dynamite, and hey, there's an anvil over there in the corner too. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna drop yeah, off the yeah. castle, but like again, it doesn't make sense. But it's just it's a lot of just crazy wildness that if you kind of just stop thinking about it, it's really enjoyable. Yeah, I th- I think I have the answer to these questions. <laughs> They had two demon suits. <laughs> and they wanted to use both of them in the yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, we keep using the word demon. One of the characters in this scene who isn't our main characters actually seems to know what a Pazoski is. Um, does anybody remember which character? Tree Eye Joe. Yeah, the sharpshooter for some reason. Maybe he's Romanian or something. It's not it's yeah. not explained. Maybe he knows Baba Bibi. Yeah, that's possible too, yeah. Um it may believe. She tells Kaz um, to throw the bomb up in the water. Um, Denny does up on the um, castle. But for my next question, where does he end up throwing it instead? Instead of throwing the um, bomb, he doesn't know his own demon strength. 
he uh, he throws it uh, at and it hits the cop cars. Yeah, he uh, so he's supposed to throw it into the water, but it just goes real far and hits the cop car to Fixer's like extreme joy. He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also like we haven't mentioned yet how Fixer's in this group of people because he was arrested earlier, mm-hmm. um, and so as they're all just kind of like running from the car, like from the cop car to the castle, then all the way up the castle steps, Fixer's just there with them. Yeah, like he has he it's gonna make sense later why he's there but i just like how he's included because he's one of the six cast members in this movie Mm -hmm. and it's like i just like the idea of the police officers arresting a a vagrant and then being like hey help us catch a demon we're gonna Mm -hmm. let you out of the back of the cop car yeah well i'm glad you brought that up because fixture actually shows his knowledge here before they enter the castle he does something that ends up helping them like later does anybody remember what it is Remember, he knows the Pazoski and like what the rules are of the Pazoski. So he does something while they're still on the grounds of the castle that ends up helping oh. them later. He grabs the sword off yep, the ground. Yep, he's the one who grabs uh, the sword yeah. off the ground because um, I think Sonia might have dropped it at some point. I forget exactly when. So Charles is also Pazoski? Uh, it must be. Because the sword didn't work on Kaz cause he's, and she said, oh, you must not be a demon. So why did it work on him? So the reason that it works on him, and we'll get to it later, is um, you have to be stabbed in the little mark, and um, Charles's mark is on is on his shoulder. Um, Oh, Kaz's is by his navel. Because it was just it's used for different types of convincing and lore. So like because she stabbed him and nothing happened, that's why Sonia was convinced he's not a a demon or Mm Pazaski, but. I guess she just doesn't know the lore of stabbing him in the mark. Yeah, um, we'll get to it at the Which end. But yeah, breaks apart her theory. Or yeah, or maybe did she see the mark was on the of the? Okay, this raises another question: <laughs> If it's the mark and the mark can be anywhere on your body, why does Fixer ask him to take his pants down? <laughs> yeah, it's not clear. I mean, so he, so Take actually, I, no, 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 oh, no, your wait. mark's there. So actually, I think I do know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've, I, really so, our mark is right here. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he sees where the grandma shot her with him with the laser Baba when she Bibi. like yeah, yeah Baba BB when she like um like kind of zaps him. He's like zapped in the chest. Okay. Okay. Um. So that that's where he like starts to look. Um. So Charles is carrying Denny up the castle. Um, who is lighting all the braziers? This castle is so well lit. Like, I know it's a public place, but it doesn't seem like there's any tours or anything. Um, so on the roof, Kaz catches up with Charles. But unlike the first time, he goes from being so scared that he's dropping, like, things to not being scared of him at all and also reveals that he is... He, I think a Pizatsky. I'm saying it's a Pizatsky, but some sort yeah. of demon. He's he has not, to be a Pizatsky. Yeah. <laughs> like... There can't be two types of... <laughs> yeah. That's but like, then he also doesn't get horny to become a Pazoski. He just yeah. blows himself up. Yeah, so... Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, he doesn't... He does that. He that's my secret. Horny. I'm always horny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he is able to show off some powers, which also Kaz, as a Pazoski, doesn't seem to have. Does anybody remember the two specific powers, like, or special effecty powers that... Um, he possesses. He possesses. So one is he puffs up, you know, his cheeks, and he blows. Yeah, and he sort of blows like cold. Yeah, and smoky, I said frost sort of breath, frost sort of. Breath. Yeah, yeah like sort of Superman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Superman. Um, 
And the other is that he later like blasts him with a little lightning yeah. bolt from mm-hmm. his fingers. So he's got Superman's frost breath yeah. and Palpatine's lightning yeah. hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. me to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, fixer. Okay. Yeah. I have a new theory. Um, I'm going to say there's like stages of Pazaski Api, like whatever uh, kind of like, so it's maybe like a Pokemon where you evolve. And mm-hmm. so those earlier stages of Kaz were just like him in his adolescence phase, maybe not quite sure what he is. And then when you get to your boss level, that's when you get the powers. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like evolving and devolving. Yeah. Chuck like practice more. He just trained more and like, mm-hmm. may- he studied the blade. Yeah. He yeah. studied the blade, but maybe he uses his demon powers to punish the children because <laughs> that's his job. Yeah. I don't that's know. That's concerning. But yeah. even like Kaz's final form was kind of like a more, he had the wings, he had the horns, like mm-hmm. it was a combination of all the things. So he kind of reached his like not right. final stage, but what he evolved to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This isn't even his final form. No. Yeah. You're giving a lot of credit. To <laughs> yeah. We, so yeah. So we are skipping over it. There's a bit of like a fight here, but um, Fixer does a hell of a throw that gets Kaz the sword from like across the um, mm-hmm. castle. And um, while he's being, I think, held by Charles, so it's like a crazy accurate throw too. Um, Charles gets one more really good line read. I can't believe it. You stabbed me. <laughs> Charles gets stabbed. Um, him and Danny escape off of the roof. Fixer has a great line. You did a good thing, yeah. a real good thing. It was that, or he turns to the cameras and says, <laughs> hey, dummies, that was the noble thing that he had to do for the demon to escape. Um, the um, police captain says, just another day in the big city. Let's go home, boys in blue. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you really write this, this just, off. You know what? Just another day where two demons fight each other on top of a castle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Denny asks if he's all right. Then his clothes magically change into like a frilly prom, <laughs> like yeah. like tuxedo. It's so um, strange. What are the only remains of Charles's body after he was like exploded? Um, we kind of have a quick cut to um, him back up on the roof. Does anybody remember? Um, I'll venture a guess. Or is it just his shoes and there's smoke coming out of them? Yeah, it's his Great. shoes <laughs> and <laughs> with with the little like sock holder upper things. Oh yeah, his little yeah. I forget sock I forget suspenders what or whatever. Yeah, but to keep the socks up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't need to know what that is. Mm-hmm. You guys can look it up. Um, so this isn't a sock podcast. Yeah, this isn't a sock <laughs> podcast. Um, what did we just sock? Yeah, go to, go to sockcast. <laughs> yeah, that would sock. Yeah, as uh, to listen to. Yeah, just how, like that joke. How is it longer than the movie podcast? <laughs> um, I, I've got kind of that. It's the end of the movie. So can anybody tell me the um, the last line that Kaz says to Denny before they um, leave? It's a callback. It's actually two callbacks. I'm not a Pazotsky anymore. No. Okay, this is a guess. Thank you for venturing. Um, you'll really date anyone. Nah. Okay. We'll always have that jungle gym. <laughs> it was, how about a shower, fruit burger? Oh, fruit oh. burger. Oh, no. 
Uh, and shower. Is he telling her to shower? Well, how about a shower, like, as if they're going oh, to the both of them, yeah. Well, talk about somebody who needs a shower, yeah. guys. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. The whole movie, I'm looking at him, I'm like, just take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> you need a shower. Yeah, but that is actually the final line of the movie. Can anybody remember what the final line of the movie is? Okay, it's something that Fixer yells as he's chasing after the <laughs> the police officer. It's like, Female police officer. I'm a Pazatsky now. <laughs> Come back here. Um, you're right about it being Fixer, but it, that's not the line. Does Wait, anybody... come back. Yeah. <laughs> Don't run away from me. I'm going to mangle you. I'm going to mangle you. Yeah. It's, hey, baby, let's howl. Like a werewolf. Like a werewolf, werewolf. yeah. <laughs> so... The Pazatsky jumps into Fixer. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Qu- we was it the the person you cared the most about? Because that's what, it's, that's what Fixer it's said. Weird. But maybe yeah. Fixer was wrong. Kaz doesn't know Fixer at all. Well, <laughs> like at well all. he knows him. Well, well he, he they met him. once. Yeah, he was like his yeah. demon mentor. Yeah. If I were in the throes of my like fight at the end and I look over my shoulder and Fixer is standing there with the police officers, I'd be like, "Oh, I've died and like <laughs> I've I've crossed over and I'm imagining this." Like mm-hmm. there's no way. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did see him on the ground earlier, but yeah. And then they changed the the narrative being whoever's closest to you. So was that like is he standing next to him or it's like, "Oh, whoever's closest to me?" Because at first he didn't want to get rid of the demon cuz he thought it would go to Denny. I don't know. They just made up their own ending. Yeah, yeah. but wasn't Denny also physically closest to? I you think probably? so at the time. What about what about the demon that was in Chuck? Like, well, he's going? killed. So yeah. they that demon do, is so killed. They though? do explicitly say if you are stabbed through the um, mark, you the, the human die. and the demon oh, okay, die. Okay. So the only one Pazatsky because is Kaz's Pazatsky because it's he's still alive. Yeah, and just thinking about how much damage damage this demon is still doing, this demon still alive and well, mm-hmm. <laughs> torturing other women. Like th- this thing was put into Kaz's body by BB's grandmother because she didn't want Kaz kissing her granddaughter, and supposedly she does this more than once to to keep her her granddaughter virginous. I don't yeah. know, but I just don't. I don't understand. She's the real villain of this movie because she she puts these i don't think she creates the demons but she puts them inside men and then one of those men went on to kill women so i don't really understand why she's protecting her granddaughter women hurting women at the Mm -hmm. cost of so many other people being tortured and murdered Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah um (laughs) it's just so much collateral damage because she didn't want a teenage boy kissing her teenage granddaughter Mm mm-hmm well, speaking of mangling, we've really mangled this movie about mm. all I've, and I'm out of notes. So, Steve, would you mind well, reading? My last note is I hope Sonia's sister's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we never go back to her. The score? Yeah, read the score. <laughs> well, we have a tie for th- second and third place with 16 points, Steve and Bob. Woo-hoo. And then in a runaway lead with one, two, three, four. That's 20. With 24 points, Mo. Yay. Amazing. Yeah. So let me just take this off the wall. Um, So here's the sword of Amodius. Oh, my God. Oh, actually, it's really light. Yeah, it's a little, it's not really a sword, but. I just saw, you hand it for me, hilt first. So at first it looked like a sword, and then it was just. 
Yeah, a dagger. Yeah. Just you, don't stab me in my mark here. You can use it to but start a fire. Mark. Yeah. Can I stab you anywhere because you're Mark? Mm, I'd prefer you not. Yeah. Um, Famously, Mark dies if you stab him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't really have anything for you guys as a consolation prize, really. Oh. Um, but you can have some of the fruit burgers at the, like, oh, um, nice. yeah, good. at craft services. Berries? Yeah, I think so. The sword's yeah. going to go Pretty great good. in the antique shop. Mm-hmm. Wow, these gorse berries taste like gorse berries. <laughs> <laughs> so nice you had to make that joke twice. Mm-hmm. Um would you recommend this movie, Steve? Uh, yeah, I would. I mean, we we sort of glanced over it, but this movie has some pretty iffy depictions of homelessness. It's got some pretty negative things to say about women and sexuality in general. It's got some racist stereotypes about Eastern Europeans in it. <laughs> and despite all of that, I think it's still pretty charming. Um, this movie is too silly to be like to really like hate it like i think it's so goofy in novel ways that it keeps ending up like surprising you and part of that is because the plot doesn't make any sense but part of it is because there's some real charm in this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i would recommend it too i i really love denny i think that actress does a great job of selling it i think that like she just has a way of like there's she could very easily fall into the trope of being just like a female lead in a romantic comedy because there's ways there's a lot of cookie cutter versions of that but i think she she has two parts to herself where she's people pleasing but she's also aware that she's people pleasing and she wants to change she's just trying to find the courage to take action and so it's silly it's goofy but like she has a lot of sincerity she brings to the role i think and this movie to me is just it's like a bad SNL sketch, but Will Ferrell's in it. So even if the writing's bad, you know he's going to sell it. He's going to commit 100% and he's going to make it entertaining. And that's what I felt about, felt about this movie. The, the rules did not make sense. They just threw the script out the window at the end and were just kind of having fun with what a Pazoski is and how things work. But everyone commits and it is incredibly charming because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't recommend this movie in good conscience, but uh, I will say that if you and your friends are a bunch of weirdos like <laughs> us uh, and you want to watch a silly movie and uh, there's fodder for entertainment and joking and whatnot, then yeah, watch this movie. Um, it does have a lot of fun things. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, the third act is, you know, fun. I'm uh, sort of on the same boat as you where it's like this movie is interesting enough and weird enough and does a lot of things that you don't see anywhere else enough to make it like exciting but now having watched it a few times to um prepare for this podcast and like uh showed it on our movie night and stuff like that it's definitely not my favorite you kind of mentioned earlier about tanny and the t-rex i would take a tanny and the t-rex over my demon lover i disagree i think this movie's a lot better oh yeah and it's a matter of taste i think um it's definitely not bad it definitely is if it in a world of thumbs up or thumbs down Mm. it's a thumbs up but if we get a little bit more nuance, I would say this is definitely not one of my favorite movies that we've done here on this. But if you're somebody who likes these types of movies, there's enough weird, surprising, silly stuff in here to keep you interested for like most of the runtime. All that's left is the housekeeping. Uh, Steve, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, I guess... I'd just like to plug Christianity in general. Um, this movie sort of serves as a real 
kind of bellwether of what can happen when you turn away from you know faith and family and yeah how are you community gonna, yeah if he had a catholic priest he could just exercise the pizoski right yeah now. oh i will i mentioned it earlier and and we're recording this at a time where the Razzie nominations were just announced. Mm-hmm. And I think a great disservice yeah. has been done to our friend, personal friend of the pod, uh, Russell Crowe. Yes, at 6.7 <laughs> himself. Yeah, who who was nominated for his performance as Father Amorth. Yeah, which and... I want to go on record. That's an it's an excellent performance. Not in, in an exorcism. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was getting there. Yeah. It's a great Sorry. performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, in I the Pope's exorcism. Yeah, the yeah. Pope's exorcism. Father Amorth. <laughs> Yeah. Russell Crowe. Yeah, we recently did um, Roadhouse, which got a ton of Razzie nods. Like, mm-hmm. I, there are a lot of Razzies that don't make any sense to me. Yeah. Did so, the Razzies come out at the same time as the Oscars? Yeah, games? they came out, like, uh, earlier this week. I think okay. it was Monday. Yeah. Do you have anything to plug, Mo? Um, nothing I can think of. I mentioned the movie, uh, They Came Together, uh, which I thoroughly enjoy because it is a very satirical, romantic comedy, and they hit on a lot of the same beats this movie does of like having a fun montage and like the, all the goofy things that you see in romantic comedies. Not mur- is there murder. No, there's not murder. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't have murder, but yeah, that's Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. That's a fun movie. Go watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, go watch the thing. It's a uh, oh, thing is great. <laughs> the thing that's is one a my great favorite movie. Movies. We referenced that in here. Uh, that Pazotsky looked like it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's a good movie. Uh, also great content in, the wonderful podcast Mission Rejected. Check it out. Their uh, the fifth season is coming soon. I still don't can, know when. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> it's, it's coming. It's gird your loins. It's coming. Um, and Oops All Bards uh, is also a podcast uh, that is in its first season. Uh, very fun live play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Check it out in your feed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of mentioned it before since we were talking about um, they came together. We're going to be doing all romantic comedies this month. So, or at least romance movies. We're going to find the comedy in them. Um, so stay tuned for that. And also, please rate, review, and tell a friend about this podcast. It really helps us find new um, listeners. And um, nothing else to say, but thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next time. Don't get pizzazzied. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bonsoir. I'm the mangler. I'm the mangler. kind of magical oh we have that ring from the shaggy da that that's also kind of mystical maybe this mangler is also something um you know maybe demonic maybe something mystic maybe we should be thinking differently about how we approach attacking this thing just ignore my long line of getting there (laughs) you're absolutely right mo i think the best way to handle this if it's a demon is to fall in love Aww. Aww. Tis the season. Tis the season. Happy well, Valentine's Day, guys. Well, since 
since we're on that note, I just wanted to say that at the beginning of this, I thought you said Wrangler. So this whole time I thought, it was, I I do want to confess, I'm the Mangler. What? What? Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. You've been mangling people? Yeah. Let's just wait a couple minutes and see if you mangle us. And if you don't mangle us, then you're not the mangler. No, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Hey, who turned off the lights? <laughs> <laughs> got to play the spooky music like (laughs) intro or something all right well i think that's enough